1: And welcome to another episode of the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory and the University of beautiful British Columbia. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And we're going to have a couple of other folk joining us over the course of this evening. Zachary Meisenheimer, one of our usual co-hosts, will be along in the studio shortly. Hasn't arrived yet. I, I think he's possibly put his clocks back two hours instead of one. It could have been. Yeah, or probably sobbed off for food. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's probably the better bit. And then we'll... Drown his sorrows in food. Yeah, could be that as well. But we are pleased to see that on the phone line just now, we have AFTN writer extraordinaire, Chris Corrigan. So, welcome. Thanks for calling in, Chris.
2: Hey, good evening. How are you guys?
1: Very good. All the better for hearing your voice. I'm sure you'll try and put some Positive spins on what might be not the happiest show, or maybe I don't know. <laughs> I
2: don't know I'll do my best to represent the Optimist Union.
1: That may be a little bit hard. So we're, yeah, we're, I think it's a bit hard. We're we're going to go over quite quite a few things this evening. It's a kind of season's end. It's not going to be the end of the show. We're we're on non-stop on Sundays, whether you like it or not. But it's, it's season end for the White Caps. So we'll look back at the Seattle game. We'll kind of look at what is next for the White Caps. Some stuff that Robo said, some stuff about Freddie Montero. We'll look at what players we feel should be here next year, what one should move on. Look at the, the MLS playoffs that, that played out today. Some crazy stuff taking place in that. And we've got a lot more as aside. But we will kick things off with a look at the loss to Seattle. Unfortunately, we have to do that because we, we didn't do a post-game show after it. I was. It feels it. like a post-game for show sure for me because yeah. I finally watched it today. yes. <laughs> Because we, we did have a poll. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to know whether Steve should watch Because Because t- tell them why you didn't watch it live.
3: I had, because uh, I th- assumed the second game would be on November 5th. I had tickets to a movie uh, pre-purchased m- a month ago and I couldn't make it uh, to watch the game Because live. you
1: you booked it around the, the
3: playoff dates. Yeah.
1: Sillily thinking that, that, I would be that the, the playoff exactly. dates that MLS gave would be the playoff dates that, that games would be played on.
3: But I, I guarantee one thing, I probably enjoyed myself that night more
1: than you guys did <laughs> watching that.
2: <laughs> you weren't as cold as I was. Then. No, definitely yeah. not.
1: I had some nice pulled pork in the press box, so I was quite happy. Okay, that's not bad. And uh, <laughs> we, we had a lovely couple of days down in Seattle. Went to Alki Beach and got some... Actually, I was going to say we got some nice coffee. We didn't get some nice coffee. Seattle is not a place for cappuccinos. That is something I have learned. They they don't seem to know how to make them. Um, I'm just stalling. I'm, I'm trying to talk about everything that we did in Seattle apart from the match. But I guess we, we, we kind of have to get to it. Now, hindsight is a wonderful thing. It's hard not to come away from that playoff game thinking that the match was lost in the first leg. Mm. Uh, d- do you agree with that, Chris?
2: I agree with that. I do. I think the first leg was was dire and uh and that was our chance, I mean, to be to be playing them without MC and and uh coming off our that 5-0 win. I mean, you think you just want to ride that momentum into a a a real performance we could all be proud of at home and you know, give them give Seattle something to think about coming back to CenturyLink. But um you know, I mean even coming out of that coming out of that first leg I, I thought, okay, well, we can put it down to Revo's tactical genius, I suppose, and we can say, okay, we're gonna go to CenturyLink and we're gonna try and make a result there. And but I did say on C B C they they interviewed me like from CenturyLink and I said, you know, obviously there'll be a result in the match, but I think how we get what the result is and how we get it. Is going to say a lot about this team and where we're at right now and, and the state of things, and I stand by that. <laughs>
3: I, I, that's why I had uh, Seattle essentially predicting, like, is, is predicting Vancouver to beat Seattle because of that first leg, because it seemed like they had all the advantages in that
1: first leg. That, well, well, they did. That 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 was the thing. And now we talked about it. Uh, Last week, I I didn't think it was it, it was a horrible first leg to watch, yeah. but I didn't think it was the worst performance for the tie for Vancouver. And I then, I, do. I disagree
2: on that one. <laughs> yeah, I disagree too.
1: Well, see, yeah. at the time, I thought this does suit Vancouver. I fancied us to to go and pop a goal in in Seattle. Then, when the second leg lineup came out, the the Seattle media down there pre match, we were just chatting and. They were saying to me that they thought Vancouver were favourites. Aussie Alonso hadn't made the 18. Robles ruse, although it wasn't really a ruse. It was kind of pretty obvious what what was going to happen. Raining to share a dead start. Shock horror. But it did seem to surprise the Seattle media who... Really believe what Robo said that they they were going to start in the bench. So with them starting, Alonso not starting, all that stuff for Seattle. They actually had Vancouver down as favourites. They thought the the Whitecaps would win the tie, maybe not win on the night, but they would do what they needed to do to go through. Totally different feeling after the match, which we'll, we'll come to in a bit. But heading into the game, when you saw the lineup, Chris, when you saw the formation. Did you think that this was Vancouver's game for the Taken?
2: <laughs> Not when I saw the lineups. No, I don't think. Well, I mean, the, I mean, without Rain and Tichere in the starting eleven, and then coming coming off that that offensive piece, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I honestly would have would have wanted. So what I was thinking was, I would have wanted. Okay, let's get a couple of goals, take them off, rest them for the second leg or something. Let's just keep it going. But you know, you see the, you see the starting lineup we, we had, and, and at the end of the day, nil-nil, you're like, okay,
1: all right, that's how we're going to play it. Um, yeah, no, I'm I, talking I mean, about I for the any... second leg, when you saw the lineup oh. for the second leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, you... the
2: second leg, for sure. For the second leg, I actually thought we had a chance. I mean, we were chanting at one point, you know, after the first goal, we were chanting, you know, 1-1, one, one, we're going to win 1-1. One, one. <laughs> I mean, all it took was a goal. All it took was a goal. But if you look yeah. at the pass maps, the pass map from that leg, uh, we we had nothing. Yes. In the in the final quarter, we had nothing. We had we had a couple of crosses. I think Jordan Harvey sent one in from the touchline, and DeYoung had a couple. And I think uh, Alfonso Davies, when he came on, had a little run in there and squirted the ball off to someone. But I think other than that, there was nothing going on up there. We weren't playing to. It. I mean, I don't know what they were doing.
1: Yeah, and we've been joined now by Zach. Uh, I was wrong. Nothing to do with food. Nothing to do with his <laughs> clock going back two hours by mistake. A little bit of car trouble for him.
3: Oh, that's why he's got the manual. <laughs> yes, I was it, just,
1: I'm reading the... He's reading his Corolla manual. 2.2, 2 <laughs> clu- uh, instrument cluster, it's called, the section. But, it, funnily enough, if we're talking about <laughs> clusters, that, that we might call this section, talking about the Seattle game, an instrument cluster because that's basically how, how it played out. I mean, Zach, when you saw the lineup the Caps were putting out in Seattle... Were you optimistic? Did you think, this is it, we're going to do this? Yeah, I felt like you did. I think, like many, that this was,
0: yeah, if not the best, close to the best 11 that we've seen in the entire year. And it yeah. was there was some attacking options in there or some t- attacking excitement, some things in, I look in, forward in theory. to. In theory, yes. yeah. So, yeah, when I saw the
1: lineup, I thought, okay, let's have a go. Well, yeah, I mean… I. Robo can take a lot of criticism for how the team approached these two matches. One thing, though, I don't think we can criticize him for is that lineup that he put out in the second leg in Seattle. For me, it was the most attacking lineup he could have put out. I had no problems with that whatsoever.
3: My, my issues is were the players confused, like on the tactics? Were they like yeah. how how much freedom were they given? Yeah, and um, were they like because? The, the, You have a mentality in that first leg that that mentality carry over to a second leg where they didn't feel like they should attack because they're worried about counters.
0: For the first 55, 50-whatever minutes, no, they played the tactical game plan really well. Sure, they probably should have done better with the very limited chances or half opportunities they had, especially for me the one that stood out was that uh, counterattack they had like five minutes into the game. It was almost like an odd man counterattack that the ball was not. I forget who it was. I just remember the ball not being played wide early enough. But mm-hmm. they didn't take advantage of those. The, the, I think the biggest frustration is, and I don't think this is necessarily totally to do with the tactics the way everyone wants it to be or thinks it is, is there was not a good response from the play, the players on the pitch, the players who came on the pitch once once we went once the once once Seattle went ahead, once Vancouver went behind, yeah.
1: and that that's where the real disappointment is. Zach makes a good point there. The they the players, they're attacking in theory, but were they being reined in, no pun intended, but like, were they being yeah. reined in that they were told, look, we know you can attack, but we don't want you to attack. We actually want you to sit back and defend and just, if you get the slightest morsel, try and take that. And because of that, did that stifle them? Did that kind of neuter them a little bit?
2: I think so. I think they were shackled. I mean, they played that way in the first in the first game too. And
1: Great words.
2: To see, see winsky not not getting forward at all. I mean he was like a thoroughbred. He wanted to run. And I mean that little steaming run he did at the end of the first leg where he was just like, let me run the length of the pitch. Yeah. You know? I mean I think I think the second leg, you know, it was really weird because yet yeah, I was watching Ali Gazel and I, I he just seemed to be facing backwards all the time. I don't know. Like I've and he wasn't I don't yeah, it didn't it, it, like there was a big hole in the middle of the midfield. That I that I saw a lot of the time, and they were like conceding that all that space to Seattle, just letting them have possession, letting them have possession. They weren't forcing the play, they weren't pressing at all. Um, you know, I mean, I don't even know if they were playing defensive or they were just waiting for something to happen.
1: Um, yeah, and I, I, let's talk a little bit about Gazal and Noza. I thought they did a good job, and in the first leg as well, I thought Gazal did a good job. But some of this support a reaction to the two of them. They don't seem to be the most popular pairing. People don't seem to to like them at all, and the 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 criticism of Noza Matt Doyle was someone from MLS Soccer who, who didn't see that Noza brought anything to the team. Was it just me not seeing it, or no? I think I think I think Doyle was I think Doyle was out of order. Actually, I don't think he was.
2: He just he seemed to have watched a completely different. Player, I, I agree with you. I mean, I thought Nozan and Pazel have a lot of... Um, I like them a lot. And I like them both a lot. I, 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 I thought it was a... I mean, I haven't seen a lot of either of them, obviously. But I thought Ali Gazel did not play the kind of game in the second leg that I have seen him play in the other games.
0: He he played the opposite of how Michael described him in his preview on Radio Cascadia. Yes. <laughs> where yeah. you Where you said he was... The you know a great player with great uh, skill and ability the opportunity to change a game or whatever. blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, he, he
1: can go box to box. Yeah. He can put in some hard tackles, some yeah. tackles <laughs> in the first few minutes. But you also have to give it to, like uh,
3: considering like even if you want to criticize him, you also have to give them uh, like the benefit of the doubt. They're the players that came in. Well, Gazal came in August. You want to see, and then Noza just started playing. Oh, in that the, was a uh, big criticism that
1: was leveled at Noza. It was like. Why has Robo decided to play him? Because he's better than as Chani. opposed to Charlie, and he's it's like yeah, it's Chani. because he's better. He's been playing in Spain. Yeah, he's been playing yeah. against Barcelona and Real Madrid.
3: He, you guys all might not have seen it, but he <laughs> was um, given praise on uh, on the on the TV broadcast by dasovic on his on on Noza did on his
1: play. That's because they know what they're talking about. Yeah. So, but the
3: <laughs> uh, but but the, the, remember, <laughs> like we said, Noza just came in, and then they're playing three games in, what, nine yeah. days or ten days, whatever it was. So, you know, I mean, it, it was a risk, and but he's a quality player. Yeah, if you you
1: you've got quality, it. you play it. put it out there. Guys, I don't know that the issue
2: was, was those two, to be honest. I think it was no. The, no. the Wings and it was Reyna. I don't think it was...
1: It Reyna, was had Reyna had a bad and, game. And
2: yeah, yeah, I mean... Reyna had a bad
1: game. Yeah, but we'll come to Reyna shortly. But now, now at the half. How were you feeling up in the the stands, Chris? Were you optimistic? Did you think, yeah, we're going to do this? <laughs> uh, yes,
2: I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like, it only took a goal, and it didn't yeah. matter if Seattle got one. Exactly. What one a goal, goal for them, nothing changed. Goal in Seattle. We've had results in Seattle over the years. We've had outstanding results in Seattle. Like, we didn't need anything outstanding. We needed one goal. So, you know, I mean, I guess I was looking for it, but... Um, Yeah, hopeful. Yeah,
3: hopeful would be the word. For me, having seen, knowing the result at halftime, I wasn't very confident. But really, if I had watched the game, it would have been only because uh, I was concerned about the Jake Nowiski injury. Uh, That that was a big turning point, too, in that first half. Mm -hmm. If I had watched the game live, that would have definitely, uh, uh, you know, kind of, because there's no attack at that point. No. uh, Going on that right side.
1: Actually, going back then to that, um, when he went down injured, they'd run out of food before the match in the press box. I know folk are going to be... That might have been more devastating yeah, for you. Yeah, folk are going to be devastated for me when they There's going to be, gonna be a, a campaign? Yeah. There's going to be a hashtag? Well, it's just okay. There was more coming. The but they said it was going to be like 20 minutes. So when Narvinsky down injured, I was like, awesome, I can go get some food. Um, so then I'm like getting my food, <laughs> and then I just heard this massive cheer from the Seattle fans, and I was like, oh my God, they've reviewed it and they've given a penalty which they obviously did review and not give a penalty. They gave a cheer for the review. Yeah. Not the, yeah. Um, <laughs> not the result. Did you think it was a penalty? Because, to be honest, I did. In the stadium, I felt like it was a yeah. penalty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I- I think Toledo's I was waiting uh, for the
3: penalty. <laughs> yeah, I think Toledo's call was maybe he thought the um, uh, what was the Tulu or whatever his name is. Nuhu, no, Nuhu, no, no, whatever. I um, mean, he's always going down to the gray. So I, right. think, I, mean, that's, I yeah. think he went. Maybe he thought he went down too easy. That's my only consideration, and the fact that the. Previous game, he went down three times, and reputation sometimes gets the better of you at the, at some points.
1: I, I think it's all, because Robo, as we talked about, was all hugs and laughs and jokes with Toledo in the last couple of matches. Yeah. So I think that had won him over. Yeah. But when they'd reviewed it, I thought, oh, this is a penalty. And the Seattle broadcast, because that's what I was listening to while I was getting the food. They were convinced it was a penalty. They had no doubt that it was going to get think, given. I think it was a
3: penalty. Yeah. Even though, yeah.
1: But yeah, now, now at halftime. I mean, were you confident at that stage, Zach? I, I was. I thought they would do it. Yeah, it felt,
0: I felt a little bit like, well, you know what, even, honestly, even down a goal, I felt not unlike watching the the Portland game today, where it was just like, oh, they just need to score one. They yeah. can, they can do this.
1: No problem. Yeah. But, but then, but then, yeah, then the deuce took over. <laughs> I a well, pair of deuces. Yeah. The, the Dempsey factor. Now, after the match, Robble talked about, well, he was asked the question, is it fair to say that the difference between the two teams was Seattle's difference makers stepped up to the plate, whereas Vancouver's difference makers basically disappeared? And he said, yeah, that's what you expect from quality players. They step up. He was very complimentary about Dempsey. And as much as I can't stand the guy, he is a quality striker. And in games like that, you need your best players to go do something special, get the goals. And that, that's just what Dempsey did. That first one was a cracker. Well, yeah. The second one, well, was were, just op- opportunistic and read to play perfectly.
3: The first one, there were quite a few mistakes in there too Yeah, the Whitecaps yeah. players. Jordan Harvey looked like he was playing the left side instead of the right side. Uh, he moved up way too far up the park. Um, mm. And then uh, uh, the, um, uh, the uh, Bruin drops down, which makes Gazal have to leap over him, and which puts him out of basic balance uh, trying to block uh, Dempsey. It, it, it was just a it the, was a cluster.
0: The first goal, Van- you know, Vancouver. makes... Well, go ahead, Chris.
2: No, I mean it also didn't Parker pass the ball to. Uh, or something. I mean what it yeah, started yeah. with a turnover as well. And I mean I think I mean I have to give Seattle credit. I kept pointing to that goal saying that passing play, it wasn't just Dempsey. Dempsey finished it. I mean there were like four or five little touches in there. Yeah.
4: Right and it kept the, the pressure run. on from we a torn, corner we got as torn well.
2: To pieces. We got torn to pieces. Yeah. So Parker gave away the ball. I think that result didn't that result in a corner or something. And then after that there was this little passing play. I mean yeah. Dempsey was there to scoop it up, but it was uh, you know, I mean that's what we should have been doing.
0: But my my regular, and we're
2: capable of doing
0: my recollection of the passing play was that Vancouver made Seattle look like it was a sweeping, beautiful kind of kind of play. Made it look better than it was. Yeah,
3: it did.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that that, that was the difference though. So like Dempsey took the great game with the scruff of the neck and Seattle hadn't created too much actual goal threats. Like they had some chances and they threatened, but Marinovic was having a fairly easy night and two chances, two buried by Dempsey. So he steps up And then you look at the Whitecaps guys. Reyna, invisible. Belanius, invisible. Teixeira, invisible. Montero, no service at all to to do anything. And I felt sorry for Freddy because he wanted to go and do something in his old town. And he was on a roll after scoring his first playoff goal. And then two matches after that, nothing whatsoever to... To to feed him really,
3: yeah, no service. But then he
1: was taking shots from way far away, and there weren't even good quality
3: he shots. Had to though, I nah. thing,
1: because he had no support. There was a couple of times he had the ball, and you're looking, and there's no one, no one running up with him. And Reina just looked to step off. I I was still a little bit skeptical that he was even injured, and I still think it was all a whole ruse. But he definitely didn't seem right in, in those two matches. Well,
0: he hasn't looked great in any of the Cascadia games that he's been in. If memory serves correct, mm. which is a bit of a concern. Yeah,
1: not a big-time player, perhaps, but that's maybe just uh, simplifying uh, it a little I, bit. I, I he had game-winning I, goals, though. He scored would, so many to start. I see. wouldn't expand it fully to that, because no, you, you saw that he yeah, got Being the game-winner
0: against, against the you know, Man City Light and stuff. Yeah, he has had some you know played well in some bigger games, but the Cascadia games, I think, from my, my memory is, yeah, he, he's gone missing.
1: And Teixeira's come in and out of games all season. Unfortunately, these games when we needed them to be in was the games that he wasn't.
2: Well, not, wait, wait a minute. What, didn't Montero score two goals against Seattle in the first
4: game we played
0: against them? Yes. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. Reyna Rain, went missing. Oh, Reyna, that, Raina, that hasn't,
1: hasn't kind of stepped up. Yeah. To, the, the
0: ones he played in, to be fair, because he didn't play in all of them. Yeah. The, 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 that question, though, to me is a fair question. I know some people, I've seen some people go back and forth about this, but, like, you talk about difference makers. Yeah, Seattle's difference makers... Made the difference. Vancouver's didn't. Like it's 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 not mm. it's not that crazy. So you look at Dempsey. What's Dempsey on? Like six something, eight something, somewhere between six and eight million,
1: right? And Vancouver's top 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 striker is on one point eight. Yeah, I didn't know he that you asked that question that was about money. I thought you were going to say what's he on. I was going to say hopefully anger <laughs> management pills or something. <laughs> no, but right. And yeah. then well, yeah, ex- exactly. And it, but it isn't just about the money as the likes of Columbus and Houston showed tonight, no. which will. We'll talk about in part 4 but but you're comparing the difference makers of these two teams in these two yeah. games but you still have if, you, if you're if you in the team no matter what you're paid like Reyna is the the guy that's Vancouver's difference but maker doesn't matter salary wise right he's still expected to to be that difference it maker it doesn't matter salary wise but it does matter quality wise
0: and there's yes. a definitely a,
1: a gulf in the in the quality yes between those two squads well yeah like what, what you're going to get for 6 million what you're going to get for say 1 million for Reyna It's chalk and cheese And Yeah But Was the approach right at 1-0? I mean Chris you you said The whole time you were just feeling It just needs one goal Doesn't matter if it's 1-0 When Dempsey scored that first goal Should Vancouver have gone more attacking earlier? I mean I I felt they were right not to Because I I thought You can't go gung-ho Too early Then give up the second goal Then that's definitely it lights out But I had kind of said to some of the folk around about me at half time, because they said, What happens uh, if Seattle score first? What do you think Robinson will do? And I said, He and I said this on the Radio Cascadia show as well he'll be happy and he won't open up to the last five minutes because that's when he's going to think, Oh, well, I've nothing to lose now. And I do think that's what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to hold it at one till the last five minutes. And if he sneaks something great, but if not, just go for it. Uh, Steve is ripping off all of his beard hair, at your yeah. analysis. Yeah,
3: I, I don't believe that. I, no? If, he, if he, that's what he believes, then
1: um, yeah. there has to be serious questions. I do think that's what he was oh, trying boy. to do. I, I don't know. That's, if... I
3: guess that's old English mentality, or Welsh well, mentality. Yeah.
1: I mean, one of the criticisms levied at him, but I can't remember who by, was he has brought a kind of 1980s, 1990s British style of football to MLS. Playing with Latin players. Playing with Latin players, yeah.
2: In the Spanish formation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't... You know what, Michael, I don't... Honestly, if you're down one nil, you go for it. Because you're losing yeah. at that point. You're losing... You, this is your cup final now.
3: Yeah, 2 so nil doesn't mean...
1: Losing another goal doesn't make a difference at that point. But by that point, there was still half difference. an hour to go, so he had time he didn't have to so, go but, crazy but okay that half an hour you're
3: talking about what part of the 150 minutes beforehand showed that he could <laughs> well, do so he would be no, able to accomplish well, something in the last five yeah, minutes it no, it's hard to then flick a just, switch it was but,
2: the same in the first leg it was the same in the first leg though guys because we were at about an hour mark when he made the sub at the hour mark you could see him on the on the touchline like urging guys forward at a, at a, you know for the last half an hour and i honestly think that their brains were set in in, in the, the the work that they've been practicing all week. I mean, I it's like they couldn't generate offense in the first leg, and I think the same thing in the second leg. I don't know. I would have I would have just released them. You've got nothing to lose. Well, you've got everything to lose. You've got the whole season to lose, and a goal takes you to the next round.
0: So even oh. if, even if what you said is true, Michael, and he and, and that was the plan till save it till the last five minutes. The 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 argument for doing that. Is that we in this series and in a lot of the season, we we couldn't do much with the with the ball, with a lot of possession. Our strength was on the counter, yeah. And so, and, and we proved. I think that was proven in the first the first leg quite a bit because we were at forty some odd. We had the ball way more than usual. so yeah. like. So I think it, I think... See, the, I, as the, I
1: joked about before, don't let us have the ball. Yeah. Because we can't do anything with it. Because we've been more effective without it.
0: Yeah. So I know people, or other people, are probably pulling out their beards or hair at the sound <laughs> of that. But, it, I mean, why would you go against the thing that's worked, been the most effective
1: for you? Yeah.
2: Because you have... I'm not saying that's
1: right. I'm just saying that that's <laughs> yeah. the perspective. That's how he approaches it. But we'll just wrap up this first part, and we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll, we'll wrap up this first part I just want to pose this question. Quick, yes or no. Can this season be deemed as a success for the Whitecaps in any shape or form? There was no silverware, no Voyagers Cup, no Cascadia Cup. But they did make the playoffs after missing it last year. And they got to the Champions League semifinals. So, yeah. Chris, a, a success in your eyes in any way?
2: There's a, there's a, a complicated yes.
1: We'll, we'll look at that in more detail in part two. Maybe, yeah, well, we will see an article yeah. about that. Steve, completing yeah. yes. Um,
3: I would say considering I'm going to put something. Considering all the stuff they had to go through with injuries and stuff like that, I would say yes as well.
4: <sighs> Zach,
0: I want I want to say a qualified yes because of the Champions League, but it, overall you have to
1: say no. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more in the no camp than the yes camp. I'm slightly in the yes camp. Wait, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm a, we're camping team. together. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I've only <laughs> ever been camping once, and I left after one night and booked into b and B. Oh, okay. Well, I know he's five preseason. I know what to do. I camped with Jeff Tinker this summer, oh. and, and I, I left my friend and my kids and my wife, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a luxury person. I like my luxury players. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just I can't see this season being any form of success I know they made the playoffs but Mm. if they hadn't it wasn't a quality waste wait a minute minute. you
2: you asked us to answer yes and no and you've got to I mean I can tell you why I think it's a qualified yes
1: okay give me very quickly why it's a qualified yes and then we'll head to that
2: but I do think semi-finals are the Champions
1: League and we you know high point you know good point total this year
2: Plus, plus. Okay, we're, we've you know we've gone to the conference semifinals. But the other thing is too is about we've got a different squad. We've got a very different squad. And so I think in the sense of in the sense of looking at the players that we've got in, and especially looking at you know coming in this year Montero, who is a success at striker. I don't think you can disagree. No. Uh, Reyna, uh, Gazal, um, even and even like the, the polishing off uh, you know Nerwinski, who might have been lucky, uh, polishing up uh Marinovich, out I don't know where I mean he, he needed to transition this squad and there is something there
1: the the building blocks together. are certainly there but, and we're going to look at yeah. that in part 2 but,
2: result, but results wise that it was like I said before it was it was about how we got that result that mattered it made all the difference That was the I, I said before the game started that was the most important game uh of of one of the most important games of the club's MLS History and it was not down to necessarily the result, but how we got it and in that sense. There's
0: yeah. a lot of notice there. Yeah. Well, we look forward to your uh, fuller answer later. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Paul, C-
1: Paul, C- Paul C- the black. We'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know when you're on the Sorry. phone, we're doing exactly the same thing. So. Sorry. Um, we'll, hit, we'll, it, we'll talk a little bit more in part two about some of the supports' reactions and just what now for the white caps and we'll be back with that after this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, You're listening to the AFTN podcast. We are back. You are listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of British Columbia. And in part one, we looked over that Seattle game. Pretty much done talking about that, but just before we do wrap up, Chris, you're always a guy that's got his finger on the the pulse of the supporters' reaction, and (laughs) I think it's safe to say that the supporters reaction was not good after that loss which is to be expected but it did feel that within a split second of the final whistle being blown that the fans were already tweeting rubble out white scarf has changed his twitter handle to rubble out scarf <laughs> and the, the whole rubble out campaign is basically in full flow but the, the supporters have not taken this defeat very well
2: no no, well, there's something to be proud of. I don't. I, I mean, I actually, uh, actually got a apology from one of the club staff at in Seattle, and just came over to me and shook my hand. and said, "I'm so sorry," and uh, I think you know. I, I thought that was great. <laughs> that that <laughs> I think we deserved. I yeah, think we deserved it. I felt so
1: sorry for everyone that had made that trip because <laughs> for for four five hundred fans to go down on a Thursday night, a lot of expense, horrible weather going home, just everything to be served up that performance. I I said to Robo afterwards, because one one shot on target, I said to him, that was unacceptable. And he kind of agreed it was unacceptable, but...
3: That's why it was better to go for it in the first game and completely be down, and then nobody has to make that trip out down there because they know they're out of it.
2: Well. Yeah, and let me and 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 let's be honest too, that first that first game, the first leg, I think you know, I mean several of us knew people who were there for the first time this season. There was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement after the five and the five nil was really something. Um Zach and I both missed it and then we were both subsequently banned and I actually think that uh I think that we violated the bans and it's probably down to us because we actually snuck in to watch the games and we lost or we you know, were knocked out. But I actually think that the I think that Coming off the, the first leg, I mean, I had people looking at me going, really? You support this shit? This is what you yeah. your time doing? I, I mean, I was walking out of there going, yeah, you know what?
1: <laughs> I, I felt <laughs> embarrassed driving wondering. home on the Thursday with the white caps magnets on the back of my car through Seattle. I was thinking, folk are going to see that and go, Whoa, what's that idiot still doing down here?
2: <laughs> no, I think they would have just let you drive knowing you weren't going to be a danger to anybody.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I had real trouble getting the car to go forward.
2: No. I, do, I, do, I mean, I do think, you know, the interesting thing about the Rubberwood thing is is I think mostly folks that are banging on about it have been banging on about it for a little while. I think they're taking some solace and maybe the sentiment is there. I, I, I don't think it's completely clear-cut, but I do think that there's... Um, I think we're feeling let down and actually would like a response from the club, actually acknowledging that. I mean, there is a tremendous... Amount of disappointment out there, Um, anger for sure, Oh, definite Um, anger. I think people feel betrayed, and and uh, you know here, you know, I don't know. We had a we had a. uh, It's hard even to talk about it, but I do think I do think that that uh, the club is kind of poised at the moment to make a bit of a statement about what it wants to be with respect to the style it wants to play and how people how it wants people to see football in this town and um, uh, and I think a lot of supporters are cynical about whether or not Carl Robinson this front office this crew is going to deliver that so you know at this point I think as I said I think how we how the how the game was played and how the result came out of Seattle that was that would say a lot about the kind of club we are if you and um, and it, you know it's not the kind of football people want to watch and it's not what we're what we're it's not
0: what we get up for every week. Yeah, Chris. If you want a response, just send Bobby an email, and he'll respond, cool. or he'll give you a call, or he'll go out to coffee right. with you, and yeah. he'll tell you what he wants to tell you. And that, I mean, that's part of what his job is, and part of what he does. The, the the thing is, though, you can't expect any like people can't expect this to change. This is not going to change with mm-hmm. with this football committee and this owner in this ownership. Uh, but yeah. we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know that Bobby himself can no longer go out in public and how he used to always and be like, "We're gonna play exciting football and come and watch us and come and be a part of it." No, he mm-hmm. can't do that anymore. There has been, mm-hmm. I think, a few times during the MLS era where he has, and I think some of that has been during Carl Robinson's reign, and some maybe at other times as well. But he can't do he they like, can't do that, and I, and he knows he can't do that anymore. And yeah, I think I think he yeah. I think. I think that hurts him
1: <laughs> to not be able to do that like per- on a personal level. Oh, yeah. Well, Bobby, Jeff Marlett, and Greg Anderson all went into the locker room after the match. And their faces, they weren't, they weren't happy faces. They were, <laughs> like, fizzing, which it's is at least good to see. So I, I, I asked some for some thoughts from Whitecaps fans as to what's on their mind. I'll just read this one for now from a friend of the show, Christina, at Mudcree. She says, They're so sucky. Boring, cheap, unoriginal, dull, non-conhesive, lackluster, lacy fair, maddening, coasting their laurels. Did I say cheap? So She's more optimistic than usual, but not so, happy. So, like,
0: you, that's the thing is you, you can't use the, I think cheap is not the, a fair word because they spend lots of money. Uh, it's you, yeah, you, you can compared argue compared to some other clubs as well. You, you can argue specifically about, more. You can argue about how they spent it or whatever, but they're not totally cheap. But they are not willing, and this is where you know, and the part of you, this is part of what you're talking about, Chris. They they do show a lack of ambition by not willing to invest in the squad in you know in. Further or deeper or whatever you want, to they don't want to invest more money into the squad. Right. And there's a whole, you know, we could spend all two hours talking about why that is and what's happened in the past and how they maybe feel they've gotten burnt by you know bringing in certain players and them not panning out and all that kind of stuff. But you, you need if you you get what you pay for,
1: and they're
0: choosing not to pay that much, and they're getting mm-hmm. what they
1: pay for. Well, let's look at Robo quickly now. His job seems safe. Despite all these robo-out folk, but but should it be? Is he the right man to take this club forward?
2: I I don't think so. I don't I don't think. I mean, he could he could stay in the job and we wouldn't be going forward. But I think if we want to go to the next level, um, I I'm not sure he's the guy that can take us there. I, I've been saying that. I think I think letting him go would would be harsh in some ways. But I do think it's. It's it's warranted.
1: Um, it would be kind of ironic if he gets a new contract for not making the playoffs and then gets sacked yeah. for making the playoffs. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, though,
0: right, <laughs> Chris? They're not again. I I, I, w- I wouldn't call them cheap. I wouldn't use that language to describe them. No, but they, there's no way they're going to want to pay out on on if they if they had to fire him. for well, one, yeah, for one that thing, that as
1: well, three years' salary or and his
0: management yeah. team, De- depending on how it's worded. But yeah, uh, but on top of that, again, th- that's. I I feel, and I know not everyone would feel this way. I feel he's trying to do the best with what he is able to, and that was part of the sit down with him a number of weeks ago when he said, "Hey, we're spending every penny we're we're given, right?" And he was he was talking about the squad. I'm spend, we're spending all that we can, all that we're allowed to. So I think you bring in someone else. I don't think I don't think people could expect things to be that much different, to be honest.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, but you know what? I mean, it's almost like. It's almost like the club doesn't even back the players they've got. I mean, I was I was noticing this like this year. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just haven't been paying attention to it. But like the Whitecaps' advertising on media is all about the atmosphere. Have you ever heard them this year mention a player? Yeah,
0: like, they they, oh, they do so a little the bit. The
2: Washington's our captain. He's going to the World Cup final. You know. Who no, scored this oh, they Oh, they'll
0: play that up next year, yeah. big time. Though. They, no, they do mention that kind they, of stuff. They
3: do mention players once in a while. But I do agree. they they, they go a lot on the atmosphere. And there's other things that they. Um, And obviously the other, uh, as we as you know, when Atlanta came to town, they really really, really promoted Atlanta.
2: Or they get or they get Eric Hurtado to draw a Timber's logo. You know, I mean, (laughs) oh
0: man, (laughs)
4: it's 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 it was good. There was lots of fine lines with it. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of fine lines. Did you hey?
0: Tangent. (laughs) Speaking of fine lines, yeah, that interview with Caleb Porter. Yeah. <laughs> He's, did you not? Know, he said that yeah, in that interview? Yeah. Oh, a lot of people have I've seen it. I've I do not know people, if he was trolling Carl or Possibly. I, I've,
3: had, I've heard a lot of people uh, say it in the media too, and it doesn't seem like they're trolling. Like in Vancouver media, it seems like it, that line has infected a lot of people. No, in, a lot of people here yeah. are trolling with
0: it. Yeah. No. Uh,
2: with that whole Portland game was trolling Vancouver. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> possibly. <laughs> now, I just want to play a, a comment that Robo made after the match. Let's just play it and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, about exactly what he says. Yeah, listen, we, we come up a bit short. You know, we, we managed to win the playoff game uh, in against San Jose, which was great. and But we've fallen short again this year. So we know where we are. You know, as I said, I won't fault the players in there. And sometimes you have to accept where you are in football. And we know where we are as a club, which is fine. But we did come up a little bit short. So we'll have to get our thinking caps on, we'll have to go back to the well and see what we can do because we need to come back better next year because that's a, that's a level we want to try and achieve. So Robo there saying that sometimes you just have to accept where you are as a football club and, and we know where we are. I, when he said that, I was standing with him thinking he's going to get crucified by the supporters for saying that because he's basically saying, yeah, but we're not a club that can compete with these other teams. No, okay, well, but but he's saying that because that's the truth. The amount the, the that's being—it's
0: the truth, but
1: I, I, people don't see
0: it that my, way. My my, my my take on it is he he's comfortable in who he is and what he's done and how he does it. Uh, and if he's if he's just speaking the, for lack of a better term, he's speaking the truth or his perspective of the truth. And I think he's saying I, I could be wrong. I, this is this is my interpretation. I think he's saying it uh, to put pressure on to say hey we're doing all we can you need to get used to this or or something has to change. I think the worst really?
3: ca- I think the worst thing that happened through Robbo is the 5-0 win over San Jose because it set up yeah. a lot of expectations amongst <laughs> the casual fans that oh these guys could score 5 goals. Why can't they even get a shot on goal against Van- uh, Seattle?
1: I was wondering the same thing. I though.
3: think I guarantee if it's, if it's if it's one or two nothing against San Jose, then maybe you
1: don't even hear too much about this going forward. I mean, I, I just find it crazy that San Jose got beat five now by the Whitecaps, and then they, they beat Portland today, and they're in the Western Conference Final.
3: <laughs> Relocated San Jose. Yeah. Oh man, I, that's a good one.
1: I am wearing my original San Jose Earthquakes kit in honor of them dumping the Timbers out tonight. We'll get a photo of that up on Twitter later. But yeah, Ro- yep. Robbo, when he said that, I was a, a little bit surprised that he kind of said it. But it, it, I did wonder if he, if he had said it because he's trying to put some pressure on the front office. But just saying to the fans, look, mm-hmm. this is as good as I can get this team unless yeah. I get some more money and some better well, players.
2: But here, here's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I actually think... I I actually like the team we've got now. I like, I mean... You know, you always need to make. We've got to get rid of a lot of guys in the off season and so on. But I actually like what's what's happening. I like some of the, the new players that have been brought in. And like I said before, it's a complicated yes. But I think that I think that what's what's missing for me is I'm I don't I think those players on paper should have a lot of people out of their seats game after game after game. And there's something about his. It's about his tactics. It's about how he's deploying them. I mean, okay, we are who we are, and we've got who we've got. But you're making choices about how these guys are being deployed, and I, I, I think people would be happy to see four-three, three-two games, a four-three loss, something. You know, I mean, those games are entertaining. Yes, yeah, folk and would be happy with that because well.
1: they said that in the poll I had, which kind of baffled me a little bit. But, but uh, Chris, I, I don't,
0: I don't disagree with the perspective you you're you're putting out there. The thing is, I think this year is a response to what happened last year where we were awful at the back and we weren't gr- good enough going forward so we brought in uh, a striker they thought would score goals and they said we're going to go we're going to go crazy to, cr- with the help of Tim Parker and we're going to go crazy w- we're going to crazy <laughs> focused on the defense at the back and make sure that we don't get beaten by by giving up a lot of goals and i'm i'm not saying it's uh, you know the, no one's saying this is champagne football but it got them better results than they've gotten except for one year in this in this league, in this era of the club. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, if we're agreeing that Robo's right. going to be here, which I, I it's hard to see that he's going to go, but what does that make us then? If there's not a change in the front office philosophy, if there's not a change to bring in better players or a different identity, are we just going to be perennial also Is getting to conference semifinals... The best that we can hope for yeah yeah I think so unless there's a
0: change uh, un- unless unless the yeah. whole entire squad plays above their level
1: well well what what has to change then to take the Whitecaps to that next level we, we've talked about this many like the, the whole season you need I know but Matthias, but but we, we, we would like you,
3: to like reiterate you know, this at the end of the we year <laughs> Matias
0: Laba and Breck Shea can't be de- designated players exactly they have to be 10 players at best or not in, in this squad this season and you need to bring in actual designated players,
1: yeah. difference makers, whatever you yes. want to call them. Difference
3: yeah. makers that can elevate the le- like not lesser players, but the 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 players that are on lower pricing, um, that are more bar- bargain like, and they they can elevate them up to another level.
2: I don't yeah. disagree with that at all. I think you've got to you've got to find your pieces, um, and you've got to pay for them. Absolutely. I mean. I love I love Reina but you know like a number you know you look at the way this league is going and a number 10 like a Ladero kind of Valeri style number 10 is is something we're we're missing I don't know if Reina is exactly that it's more like a secondary striker but but that somebody that can somebody that can play in the wing wingers. I mean, but that's also only going to work if you're if you're going to play attacking football. Too.
0: But but also <laughs> part of the problem, if you want to talk about things, maybe not know what they are or what they should be with the players yeah. we have and all that. That that is one of the things we're using. Jordy Reina as a ten, he's not yeah. really a ten. He's, he's more like, of a winger. He's like a nine-and-a-half or ten-and-a-half. Or, or to like, play the wing of the wide Or side. maybe a yeah. winger or yeah. se- or secondary striker. Yeah. That's his role. I think but he's yeah. usually been a secondary striker. Yeah, but, but because he has more creativity than most of our players, yeah. they've put him yeah. in that spot. And Bola doesn't want to be there in the number 10 yeah. spot either.
1: No, but I mean, no, if, you're t- if we're talking about difference makers, Freddie Montero is obviously one of those. And, well, he'd be back next year. In part three, we're going to look at what players we think should be back, which one shouldn't. Freddie Montero that we'll talk about now. And I took the opportunity on Thursday after the game to ask Freddy about his future. Very non-committal answer he gave me. He, here's basically what he had to say. Now you, your own situation, no, nothing's really been said about it. Are you expecting to be here next year in Vancouver?
4: It's too soon to think about it. Um, I think I'm gonna use some uh, days on vacation and trying to, you know, don't think about soccer. For a while and then uh, I had to talk to the Chinese team and see what's going to happen because I still have one more year with them.
1: Even Freddy doesn't know the name of the Chinese team there, we'll just re- <laughs> refer to them as the Chinese team. But a very non-committal answer, too soon to talk about it, you would have thought these discussions had taken place a long time ago.
0: I'm okay that he refers to it as the Chinese team.
1: Well, yeah. Well, you you, you, you would... refer to him as the Colombian. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe he got that from you, maybe that was him trolling you for, for the answer.
3: Maybe he should put a name tag on his, uh, on, his <laughs> sh- on his thing for him, like Zach has it right now.
1: Oh yeah, Zach's wearing a name tag. I never noticed that. That's from work this morning. I'll look forward to t- for that photo <laughs> to go up on and- on our Twitter account. But back to Freddie. For me, they should break the bank to keep him here, and I know others don't disagree because they think he's overpriced and he's not done well. But he's he's got fifteen goals exactly. in all competitions. He's got fifteen goals with no help. Even and no if, support. Even okay. even if you want
3: to put Tim Parker in that he's still got fourteen goals. Yes. Okay, so what
0: does breaking the bank mean to you, Michael?
1: Um a hundred million. R- Ronaldo <laughs> no, money. No. Um breaking the bank mean what that means to me is I go to my what did, what did the Chinese team... cousin's house or my nephews and I get their piggy bank and then I smash it with a <laughs> hammer when they're not looking and I, I take the money away. What no, did the,
3: what did the Chinese team play for the Colombian? let's ask that Um, four to five million
1: euros so then maybe two million i i think if if the transfer fee is (laughs) two or three million i think he's worth that yeah
0: you think they're going to pay two to three million i don't think they're going to i'm saying i
1: think Uh, that he's worth them paying that i don't think they will i don't think they'll pay a penny there could be i think Montero will only be here next year if they can get him on a free transfer or or, or 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 another loan loan.
0: and i think that that's highly i think now that's highly unlikely the thing is, but if,
3: though if he does come on the free transfer, does Zach, instead of calling him the low knee, call him the free transfer
1: next year. Oh, it's just going to get complicated now. I I yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I mean, Chris, I've had some good conversations <laughs> with him. Chris A, do you want him back? B, do you think he'll be back? Uh,
2: yeah, I'd take him. Um, I mean, if it wasn't my checks I was writing, I I'd, I'd take him for sure. And do I think he'll be back? I haven't got a clue. I honestly I don't know. I don't know, but I think, I think he would, you know, what does he want to do? Like, I think he wants to be back. I
1: think he would like what? to be back, but I think he, like, if Seattle said, hey, we'll take you back here, he'd go there in a minute.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen. I don't happen. think he's going to Seattle.
1: Though. He should go to Portland just to have everyone's head explode by that point. Yeah.
2: If, if they gave him, if they bought him a number 10, like, this is the thing, like, if they spent, like, you know, if they spent money on a, on a number 10 and freed up uh, freed up Reyna and, and Montero, you know, to play in a kind of like really interesting little triangle up there. That yeah, he'd have a ball. Well, that that was another He's got question. He's been going with Reina. He's got a really nice thing going with Jordi Reina, and I think they need just one more piece up there.
1: That was another thing that was actually asked him after the match. It's like he is isolated up there. Does he like playing that way, or how does he feel about playing that way? <laughs> well, what do you expect I, him to say? I, well, well, no, his answer was interesting <laughs> though, because he was like, "If I have to play that way," so it's basically like I don't want to play that way, but if I have to. But he did point out, I've scored 14, 15 goals by yeah. playing up there. So, he, that, to uh, me, that's what's the frustrating part. He's got that number of goals playing with no help. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. what he could have got well, if he had a second striker beside him or better help?
0: But that's the other thing. Yeah. He scored these goals, I think, more than he's ever scored in one MLS season yeah, alone. This
1: has been his best ever so, MLS season. So, if you're
0: the Chinese club, why would you, why would you give him away for free? Why would you not try and sell him somewhere? Because
3: maybe they, maybe there's somebody they want more, and they just no, need but, to get him off the books or something like
1: that. They, there's a whole bunch of possibilities about why they would want. But you him.
0: don't, you don't, yeah, you don't give away someone for
1: nothing. Well, and, no, no. But has, we, he we has, remember, we did get, we got like Noza and Ali Ghazal and guys nothing. like that for nothing because yeah. they were just given away after yep, big were. transfer fees were yeah, paid. Yeah, but they're
0: holding midfielders. <laughs>
1: still well, important yeah. players.
2: I mean. The Chinese clubs had to adjust their because of the roster rules. I think. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. It, it that was the, the big number thing. of foreign players that could have coming, but so they, what, there was a value for them in being able to dump those those players.
0: My understanding is he has at least one year left on his deal in China, and I've also heard it suggested that he has two years left on his deal in China.
3: Yeah. There, there, well, uh, yeah. I think he said one. one. I think yeah. he said one.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, there's,
3: there's plenty of money in China. Um, and as as an article in the headlines will show later on, there's plenty of money in China, so I don't think they're really worried about if they have to dump a player and they want to bring in somebody even better than Montero
1: Mm -hmm. in their eyes, that they would do
0: that. Well, they have to dump two players then. Uh, They'll do that.
1: They'll do that. So, just before we wrap this section up and bid farewell to Chris for the evening, this will bring us nicely into... What we're going to talk about in the studio here in part three, but we'll start this one off with Chris. What are your most pressing needs that you feel the Whitecaps now have to fill this off season to make them competitive, to get them to this next level? Not talking about money or whatever, but what what positional yeah. needs?
2: I think I think a number ten and a winger. Um, I think you know, like look at look at Montero. He's going to thrive. He thrives in two ways. He finds space like on that far post, I mean, that's his office there. And he always seems to find space on the far post. And you got guys like, like Young and um, Nierenski crossing the ball in. And we need wingers that can also do that. Cher has been doing that this year. Um, and then he also loves playing off of, like, if he can get into a rhythm with Raina and a number 10, he can also be creative near the top of the box. So I think, I think uh, a, a solid number 10 and a really good winger um, helps us to get the most out of the pieces that we've got there, I like I like everything back of that. I like our back six, and you know there's bits and pieces. I think we need to we need to work with. But in terms of pressing needs, it's a number ten and a winger.
3: I, I'll, I'll go like I'll I'll be a little bit uh, uh, I, I agree with you there. I'm going to be a little bit more specific. I would I like a number ten that is has a uh, as the ability to play the wing, and I would like a number six that can play the number ten spot. That way, you have a little versatility, and you can uh, mix and match and, and throw opposition teams off. Off, you know, don't be as obvious on the pitch with your p- uh, players mm-hmm. in the spots.
0: The number one position that needs to be filled is a visionary leader for the club as a whole at the top. That's mm-hmm. what it means. On, on on the pitch, I I I, I don't yeah. know why I didn't see yeah. that coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on the yeah. pitch, on the pitch, yeah, it's hard to disagree. I think that you're going to see two to four new strikers in Vancouver next year. And, uh, yeah, I think it would be nice to have at least one more winger because th- there's going to be wingers leaving. And uh, you need uh, another right back. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, de- definitely a, oh, another right back. There, there's, but, th- there's tons of depth players that you yeah, need to yeah. fill in. The depth Yeah, is, well, yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, the key guy is a guy that can stamp his authority on the game, a Valeriesque yeah. player. Every yeah. club's wanting that, but the Whitecaps desperately need that. And if Montero needs on, you have to have a guy that has a... A track record of scoring I mean it it can't just be a guy like a Rivero who you don't really know but he's done it on and off this has to be they have to have a proven goal scorer and if they will not spend the money on Montero it's hard to see that they're gonna spend the money to get that
0: they do need sorry they do need uh, yeah number 10 and or and a a real true number 8 if Nosa is not gonna do that yeah
1: a box to box I think Nosa could be that guy but we need yeah, it's a very do. small sample size the, as as we said earlier.
0: The midfield has always been the problem in MLS.
1: Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well we'll look at what players we think might come back and might not shortly. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, Chris. Let everyone know where they can find you online.
2: Uh you can find me at, at sailorc eighty six on Twitter and uh right for AFTN doing supporter culture stuff.
3: And you're part of a okay. movement as well, right?
2: Oh, yeah, part of a flock uh, oh. called the, the Pigeon Casuals that uh, occupies the upper reaches of the
1: Southside. South well, thanks so much for joining us this evening, Chris. We'll talk soon, and we'll be back with more after this.
4: Hey, I'm Brett Levi's, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
0: the Thor music Oh no problem And
3: I figured that'd be Ideal Ragnarok End of Asgard <laughs> End of the season For the Whitecaps
0: Hey like, Can we talk about Thor Because it was more exciting Than the last one. Oh for
3: sure so. That's what I'm saying I had more fun yeah. I think at Thor Than you guys had at the game oh, Kirk uh, Kirk, yes.
0: <laughs> Kirk and I went on uh, Friday afternoon At 4 o'clock yeah. IMAX No 3D It was great Yeah You went on Thursday I went Thursday night uh, with, with Opening With you know. the boys or The whole family Yeah yeah whole family, whole family I, I, I've yeah. not been yet
3: Okay well Well, the thing is, uh, Sandeep, uh, you'd expect her not to be into those. She loves the Marvel Well,
0: because it was, they tried, I mean, some might say. Of course, she loves the guy with a big hammer. (laughs) Some might say they tried too hard, but. Something different. How did you feel about the. Oh, man. How did you feel about the humor? Like there was so. It it was was like Guardians almost. I thought
3: it was actually a comedy. It was It was more of a
1: comedy than. I I thought that watching the Whitecaps in Seattle. (laughs) Dark comedy. Dark comedy. Very black, black humor. yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to talking about the white caps and it's that time of the year where we look at who's going to stay, who's going to go, who's on the fence, they could fall either way. We call it in, out, on the bubble. Yeah. And Steve, you wrote that article this year, and... It was excellent. In previous years we've had a couple yeah. of people How do come it. I saw the article and I was like, Oh, you never asked that. Well I thought
3: that you guys could share your thoughts on
0: the radio. Well,
1: yeah, and I, and I was it. gonna write one, but I pretty much agreed with everything that you said. Well, that's so... not gonna be good radio. No. <laughs> <laughs> Zach might disagree. Um, no, but yeah, I wrote this basically the next
3: morning after the game, without even having to watch the game itself, the last game. But I thought you have a, you'd
1: seen enough by that point you, to know who to, to keep I, and who not. I,
3: I have a like you have a good idea over the season who's going to stay and we talked about it so many times about certain players that this will be their last season, we think, and stuff like that. So you had a good idea going forward uh, what was going on. So what side do you guys want to start on the, so the let's, put, let's
1: put back go, to front? Yep, we'll go goalkeepers up. Because okay. when you did it, you did forwards down, so I switched it around. In, in the article, I've done goalkeepers up. So let, let's start with That's the goalkeepers why you're the
0: position. the head editor of I believe he likes to be called the head
1: honcho. Oh, yeah. I- I'll just give you the player's name and just say in, out, bubble. Yeah. David Ousted. Out. Yeah, he's out.
0: Just basically of basically,
3: basically, uh, the other two that are. Yeah. Are we
0: going to talk about this too? Yeah. All together at the end or? Yep.
1: Okay. Stefan Marinovich. In. 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 Spencer Ritchie in In. in yeah so, so the no real goalkeeper is pretty easy
0: to yeah. identify okay but here's the thing here's the one thing and I know we know hindsight is 2020 20, obviously we, we did talk about this as it was happening though and in in retrospect I, I really think how they went about the goalkeeping in the end of the season was not the best for the betterment of the team no David Osted should have been able to see out this season. I think bringing someone in to compete with him in such a way that made it obvious that this was going to be the the, the person they wanted for the future was was not good for his morale and impacted him mentally, and I think that didn't didn't help his performances. And I think it would have been better to, especially the way the things played out, it would have been better to have him play and then have Stefan start next year.
3: Yeah, this yeah. was in a situation like when David Ousted came in and kind of replaced Brad Knight. That was, yeah. so that, was yeah. that was day and night. That was August. That
0: was day and no, night. No,
3: no, no, no. it was day and night because there was a golf in, in class. In, in yeah. class. Yeah. But this was a little bit closer. And once um, uh, the game, I think it was uh, the home game against San Jose, once uh, Marinovic started that, that basically spelled, spelled the end for everything. It,
1: it was weird. And I have seen a few MLS pundits question, why you would change your starting goalkeeper? Yep. And why you would change start, do, change your starting left back, and why would you bring a guy in that hadn't played a minute in regular season yeah. to play in the playoffs? And you have to see their point. It's hard to kind of why change at that point
0: of the season. I, like I totally understand why they did it, and but I,
4: I I, I, I don't think I it was... I, I don't see think both was, sides, but I don't yeah. think it was
0: the the way to go. And no. I think I think now that we've seen things play out, I think I think it would have been better. I think it would have been better for the individuals. I think it would have been better for the club as a whole. I definitely think it would have been better for the club supporters had David Oste... You know, Stefan maybe played one or two games, you know, from when he came until the end of the season but i think david osted really needed to be given the chance to to finish this to finish the season and go into the playoffs and and, and kind of go out on a high or a low or whatever that was going to look like yeah. now he's going to leave and no, there's going to be no farewell there's going to be
1: i know i'm i'm really curious if he's even going to be at the the end of season availability which hasn't been announced yet but yeah. we still don't know when it's going to be if we move into the de- the rest of the defense now, and I'll I'll do this slightly differently than what we did the goalkeepers. We'll just we'll talk about some individual players. Some are no-brainers, so there's not well, too much point. Before
3: we can do that, I just want to talk about like we think Marinovic and Richie are the one and two keepers next year, right? I do, and uh, I think
1: Sean Melvin will get brought in to be number three. Okay, because Stuart Care is really high in him. Yeah, and it seemed like
3: the one day I was at training, he seemed to really be like yeah. watching what he did and, and on his side.
0: And in the reality of a salary budget
1: league, yes you need to bring in someone who's going to be low. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll bring in Melvin, and then they'll loan him to Fresno. Yeah, most likely sure, I yeah. agree with that. But,
0: but he'll be on the minimum or near the minimum. Oh, he'll yeah, totally he'll be on the minimum. Yeah. And, and he'll be happy with that. And Spencer's that. what, on 60? Yeah, Eight, he's 60 to just you know, inches above the minimum, yeah, minimum as well. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. so the fullbacks, Jake Nervinsky, it's pretty obvious. Yes, he's in. Yeah, like he, there's, he's, there's very little doubt that I, he would be right.
0: I haven't heard it. it w- what what came out of that? What was his knock? What
1: was his injury? Does a hamstring look like? Well, yeah, hamstring. I don't know either. Actually, it's never been mentioned.
3: It look like because a hamstring. It doesn't matter now because
1: it's over. No, I, I know, thought it was his ankle.
3: What's it? I thought he was holding the
1: like the back of his leg and stuff like that. A-
0: everyone in section three hundred three was holding their heads when it happened. Oh no, yeah,
1: yeah. I, was, I mean, if we'd got through that, all that was going through in my mind was, oh God, we're gonna have to play Shannon Williams. But he was on the bench. Yeah. But I mean, like if we got through the game, oh, yeah. so like Jake Nowinski, he's definitely in. Yeah, yeah. Brett Levi's, he's definitely in. Yeah, Yep.
3: Yeah. Marcel the Young, I would. I, I reason I put him in because I want him back in. Yeah. But of course, he is. Uh, his uh, uh, contract is up, I believe. At it the end is, it. but yeah.
1: he's on such a good salary. He's a one eighty. Yeah. I think he'll no. He's way less. No, than no, that. he's
3: less than a hundred. I'm almost sure of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's I thought it was f- the first year. No, no, no. The first, first half season. No, I think he's under 100. I mean,
1: even if he goes into 120, 130. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You he, have to bring a, him back. If
3: you sign him, he's going to get a pay upgrade.
1: It's whether he wants to come back, which I think he will now that he's got these minutes in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this is the off
0: the field stuff, but like his family's. He brought some of his family to like live here, not yeah. just to
1: hang out. So. Yeah. So he, he, he wants to be here, and I, I think he will be. Samara Cookbee is over in Sweden just now. I don't think he the, wants to be back. No. Was, it you, was it you
0: who told me about this article? This article and yeah,
1: was it you who told me that? Where he, it was
0: like he went out of his way to correct what he not correct. Oh but, no, I didn't tell you about that article. Okay, it so there, tell me more. So, okay, so when he was at Brenton Hove Albion, yeah, he had this article where he said, "No disrespect to the fans in Vancouver, but everyone knows I want to be here. I want to be in England or whatever." Well, I haven't read I haven't read the translation or whatever, but what I understand was he did an article with a su- su- local yeah, there was Swedish an article with a Swedish.
1: Yeah, and he site. basically
0: said, "I don't want to disrespect fans in Vancouver by saying I don't want to go back there, and I don't want to disrespect the the local fans here in Sweden by saying I don't want to come back here. We'll see how it plays out." Yeah. So, it, it, I I Mr. Whitecaps or someone talked to him and said, "You need to be a little bit more careful with your answers because remember, yeah. you're
3: coming back and playing for Canada too sometimes. And you but don't oh want yeah. but he wants now. to be in Europe, yeah, yeah he in Sweden or not. I, and, I, and I don't blame him either. Yeah.
1: It, the, well, the article I read was that the, the, the Swedish club are a little bit worried about his injuries, yeah, and they don't want to possibly make it a permanent transfer for that, of course. So, so he'll land somewhere else.
3: Um, just side question about that when you do read the articles, the Swedish articles, do you kind of sound like the um. The Swedish chapter yeah. the Muppet Show like, a little. So many bees yeah.
0: going That's to what I was, was
3: Because that happens to me too when I read something translated from Sweden. <laughs> I, I started talking like
0: you that. You kind of do that too well too. <laughs> I, I, I have season one on DVD. I should I've seen a lot of Swedish up. videos. Bring it in. We'll play it on the show. <laughs> okay, so. Well, yeah. No, but we have to every, Like you said, everyone knows Sam doesn't want to be here. Yeah. He wants to see his. Footballing career progress across yeah. the ocean So he doesn't
1: want to be here so Someone that I don't want to be here is Shane Williams <laughs> Yeah he's not coming back I like, don't Let's see hope it. he's not I can't see any way that he will be coming back But, but when the Caps signed him I was like this is great we have got this experienced guy And he had a, decent, a rookie.
3: decent start to the season yeah. as well He was he was showing stuff, stuff going up the field Once he got a fit and everything
1: But he, then off the field yeah. woes To put it briefly Have hampered him but gave Jake the chance to to seize the opportunity, which he did, and he hasn't looked back. But then the minutes that Williams has played since, he's been dreadful. There's been one or two, I thought one or two games where he was okay, but yeah, yeah. There's the been 3-0 a in Seattle was, yeah, that was the the last straw for me. It's like never want yeah. to see him on the pitch again. But. Yeah, but I think yeah, this is where we see the
0: off field stuff impacting the on field stuff. Yeah,
1: so. When it comes to to fullbacks, then that leaves the one big one Jordan Harvey. Yep.
3: And we think he I, I think he's going to be gone because think of the he fact I think well. free agent. He's a free agent. A proper agent. free agent, a and, proper MLS 8-year free agent. And the union likes the, their free agents to and explore he's a union the market. Red. Yeah. And the and obviously LA is the place to be. I think his wife owns uh some kind of company there or some some business there. And he's obviously from California, so it makes sense for him to go back there.
0: You know, everyone's talking, oh, he'll be LAFC. I could more likely see him going to the galaxy than yeah. LAFC. Yeah. It's um, San Jose,
3: maybe.
0: Do, do you know the reason why everyone knows he's gone? I can't remember the specifics, but you started a new segment a, a week or two ago, and you didn't use Jordan Harvey. Oh,
1: the Halloween one? Yes. With Jake oh, no. Yes. <gasps>
3: No, that, I don't think that, that. I don't think Jordan
1: was. We couldn't find him. But also, you yeah. we were talking to James. It doesn't, Jake. It doesn't I know, But I started a new section. Jordan always starts a new yeah. oh. the, on new sections. Writing on the wall. I, I'll call him up in LA. We'll still get him to start the new sections. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. Yeah, he can go and get all the LA guys for me as well. That would be fantastic. But yeah, he's going to go. I think it's pretty obvious and. We've got a piece going up next week that Austin Sweeney, one of our writers, has written. Just a kind of goodbye to to Ousted and Harvey. It's going to be interesting. I want to chat to him at the end of season availability, whenever that will be, as we say. Just to kind of see what he's thought about here and just talk about his time in Vancouver. So he's
0: another one that it's really, I know maybe playoffs don't allow it. But that's one of the things I always like that, like, you know, as someone who grew up in football watching Bayern, at the last home game of every season, they'd bring out the guys who are not coming back next year because that's already been decided. Because that's how the football world yeah. works. Yeah, and they'd allow but, them to have a send off. They gave them a their wife yeah. a big or them a big bouquet of yep. flowers. Everyone cheers or maybe boos for them or whatever, <laughs> and the case may be. And then they go. They play their last game or they sub in the last game or they watch the last game and they're, and they're gone. Because, I know that doesn't happen. It's hard. It's, it's
3: impossible. Because, with it's because playoffs. it's because, like, because
1: the playoffs. Yeah, essentially
3: that's why it's not going yeah. never going to happen
1: here. Um, it was nice. I was I was pleased to see Jordan get on in Seattle. I know it was horrible circumstances, but the fact he then made his two hundredth appearance, I yeah. I actually quite liked that. The other time he played right back for us, was it also in Seattle? I think I, so. He played centre back, I think, that day. Oh, right in Klazuric, yeah. Man. Yeah, you should yeah, right. That wasn't a good outing for him. No, if was, you've blocked that from your memory, yeah. I, I totally understand why. Yeah. So central defenders we know Boston and Parker, definitely you, in
3: there's no need to discuss yeah. it, it's in. Really? Good.
1: Really? Well, okay. They will let's want discuss to, it. <laughs> they will want to bring them in, but right. Kendall did have an interesting tweet, which you could read two ways today. He said, "Thanks for all your support. Hope to see you all next year." Which, of course, well, you could be, just mean to see. Be, hope to see be, you back in the stands, or yeah. well, I hope I'm here next year to no, see you.
3: I don't think. I don't think you'll. I, I don't think it'll happen in the winter transfer window. I don't know. I think know. the if summer is a good World Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah, summer. Summer is possible. Yeah. But remember, he's oh, he is over 30 and how many uh teams are he'll be 30 in january sorry. a championship team in england would take him
0: easy would you want to go to a championship team that's, that's a good question mm. the, are they not tr- i know this is maybe jumping a bit ahead or out of this whole segment but are they are they Did they not trial or bringing this like six foot six nigerian dude or something who like i heard some some report that. said somewhere else that oh he's he's a white cap next season yeah is that or? not knows his brother or, or but,
3: no, his, somebody that knows, knows yeah, yeah, somebody that knows, no,
0: knows yeah,
1: yeah, no, he is. Have you seen him at training? I haven't seen him at training, but I did see a guy that fitted that description getting in the elevator. Other center backs, David Edgar, yeah. Oh, are we doing the uh, in, in, yeah. out,
3: uh, yeah, we're still on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> section, sorry, in. Tim,
0: <laughs> Tim's in, Kendall, he thinks in, okay, yeah. uh. Well, you could put it well for you. Kendall's it, obviously on the bubble. So let,
1: let's like. look at the, the other three then: David Edgar, Aaron Monde, Cole Siler. Okay, I think Edgar, I think
0: is on the bubble. I think you got that right. Because yeah. I don't know. Uh, my understanding is he's probably going to do some off-season training at places where, in England or something. I like that. Yeah, I
1: think I heard he was going to go to
0: Burnley. Yeah, where he's going to have a training state yeah. in Burnley.
3: Yeah, and that's to get him fit because he's he's Doing obviously wants thing. to
0: yeah. be ready to do then well. if he does well there. He might but want to stay. Is he not in the same situation as Marcel in terms of he had like yeah. a year and a half guarantee, yeah, and then no? Is it no options? No, I don't
1: know.
3: It was, I, from what I heard it, uh, back then, it was an 18th month contract yeah. with no options, no options. But
1: his wow. whole family is here, but he does go back to Ontario a lot. Oh, of course, it's beautiful, yeah, what? especially especially in the fall. Well, Niagara Falls is nice. This I'm time bad. of year, it's all lit up with the Disney
0: lights. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. He is in the bubble. I can't. I, I kind of hope he's back because I don't think we've seen the. The best of him even at this... I had him pegged as being the captain this year, so... Yeah. Uh, Aaron Mond, I think... You have him on the bubble. I think he's out.
3: No, my only reason why he was on the bubble because there's going to be a lot of changes to other positions that they might want to not tinker too much with centre backs obviously this Nigerian uh, guy might affect that and you've that. also
1: got Barbier that they brought in to have a look at with WFCT they only gave him a 6 month USL deal
3: yeah so that's why I didn't even have him in the article yeah. no, I, th- I think
1: Mon's <laughs> gone and I think Mon's
0: gone as yeah, well and unfortunately I think Cole Siler's either gone or he's like literally not an MLS contract he goes to a USL yeah. deal but S- Siler
4: likely.
1: played all season Like he had a couple of things at right back last year but it's, it's Steve mentioned to me, that's a kiss of death. Once you start playing your, your centre backs and right or left back, they're they're out of here. Yeah, usually. Although Tim Parker may have done one, that, game, I think, but he, he I survived think that was it. because they needed him. That's to li- play yeah, right back and solidified li- him as a centre back. Yeah. <laughs> but Cole Siler, Cole Siler He's a really nice guy. Yeah, oh, but that counts for that counts for nothing really yeah, in, in He's an asshole, awesome but he has not had a good USL season. He's struggled. Yeah. He's played right back and centre back there as well, but I just he has not shown to me that he's MLS quality. He's struggled at times to show that he's USL quality. So he, to me, he's gone. Yeah. And Mond, I think, will go as well. I do agree that Edgar's on the ball. Moving up then to the DMs.
3: Yeah, well, all the central midfielders. Um, you want to oh, I'll, I'll
0: make that joke? Sorry, keep on.
3: Um, so I'll, uh, I'll put all, all the central midfielders who play so in that there. position to be in there. So um, the two that I think are in for sure are Ali Ghazal and Jordi Reyna. Um, those two guys, because cause the fact that one was a, definitely a late summer acquisition, yeah, and then one was a um, one was kind of like a late summer acquisition because he was injured for half the year. Yeah. I think they're going to get another year for sure, unless the
1: Peruvian club that had interest in in Reyna comes in for him. But he hasn't exactly yeah. done stuff in the playoffs that's going to have clubs clamoring for him.
0: I don't think they'll care about playoffs, but but yeah.
1: It's, so this is not DMs. This is all the CMs. Yeah, I okay. was going to slide into the DMs, but I thought no, we'll just we'll just Stick go for the, the CMs. The CMs. Slide into them and stay.
3: So, you guys' thoughts on those two guys?
1: Yeah, they're they're both here for for me. Yeah, I can. And,
3: and, and Ali Gazelle has to stay because we had the Egyptian theme shows. So oh yeah. yeah, you can't go back,
1: and go, yep. go anywhere right now. <laughs> we have lots of stuff planned. Now, one
3: one on the bubble I had, and, and these a lot of these guys I put on the bubble because of the fact that it's so going to be weird. Like they're, they're going to be. I think this is the one position. There is going to be a lot of transition. Um, uh, Noza, Chani, Jacobson, because he's a free agent, Mesquita. Tiber Boostos. I felt like they're all gonna be in the bowl because you don't know who you're gonna bring in and who you're gonna take yeah, it, out of the It really
1: could go either way. And some guys
3: Like even Oza like, because of the fact that his next like he had the six month contract and then option years after that, yeah.
1: that was kind of weird. So it was kind of do we does he want to stay here for sure or I, I've seen two articles talking about free agents and one had both Chani and Jacobson as free agents, one just had Jacobson as the free agent.
3: Yeah, I think it's just Jacobson, but I'm not hundred percent sure of that.
1: I, I could see them letting Chani go just salary wise. If you if you're keeping Noza and you've got Gazal, Chani's the guy that, that's expendable. Jacobson obviously is Mr. Versatile. I think he's great trade bait, but if he's a free agent, that goes out the window really. But they they could sign him and then trade him in the February, March, which they do have a habit yeah, of doing. Because Chani is totally out of contract, right? Yeah. And as far as and, I understand and so is yeah. AJ. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's so. I mean, yeah. AJ can then negotiate, and he will be in demand because of what he offers. A Swiss army knife, yeah, yeah. And then um, Nico,
3: Nico, he, li- he loves it here. He loves it here, and a fan favorite. I'm coaching for coach favorite. My only thing is, if he wasn't international, then there would be. He'd definitely be in if he was like a domestic player because his international status. There's other limitations. There might be some players that they bring in for other positions for that.
0: Did you say coaching favorite?
3: Uh, coach favorite. Like he's a co- favorite of the coaching staff. He seems to be. He seems to get a lot of ch- uh, chances there.
1: Robo does like him. Yeah. He speaks very highly of him. He okay. might, he, you might not think that because he doesn't ever play him. Oh, well, yeah, that's he, what I was going to say. But, yeah, he he talks highly of him whenever he does play him. Does, do you think
0: one of these are the one of the people who might get taken in the expansion Oh, drive? for
3: sure. One of these guys could be. And it could be uh, a player we talk about later on, too, that I think would be an ideal person to be <laughs> taken it, in the expansion. Wasn't it
0: last year where, like, everyone was all worried, oh, we're going to lose one of these guys in the expansion? Yeah. And then no one wanted any of
1: them, and it was like, oh, yeah. I thought Nico could have been a guy... That might go. Was he exposed last time? I don't think he was. He was. I think they. I I think they exposed him and then they lost somebody and then they protected him. Or that might have been the draft before. It gets very confusing. So let's look at the two Canadians, Rusty and Boosty.
3: I think uh, Boosty needs to go just for his own sake. Um, He needs. He needs needs to play at a higher level than USL, and they don't seem to want to give him a chance here at his natural position.
1: I I had a discussion with Whitecap Scarf about this on Twitter today. Marco is a ten. Marco is not better than Reyna. Marco is not better than Bola. Marco is not better than Mosquita.
3: Bola's not a 10.
1: He can't play a 10. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to, but he can. <laughs> so, how does Marco get minutes no, because that. he's not better than those guys
3: i understand that but uh, there were moments in this year where he could have played and they didn't want to put him in there yeah and so i if, i mean if they have had, played
1: him they've played him in the wing as well and he's yeah, not uh, good winger. in the wing
3: no so I, I think he'll i think for his sake hopefully he does get either alone or just moves on from here um another guy rusty i think he'll bring it back because the he's 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 a homegrown Um, He doesn't count as much against the cap, and I think they need some depth uh, here and there. They need some continuity going from one year to another. They can't just dump everybody.
1: Minnesota tried to get Tybert in the summer transfer But I think partly
0: that was because of Marius, Marius
1: is vouching for him. Yeah. And that is not (laughs) the case anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. I, I think Tybert will want to stay for one more year and then go to the Canadian PL as a flagship star player. That's what I see in his future.
3: Uh, players have it out That uh, Matthias Laba the big one um, yeah. Ben
1: McKendry again for his own sake yep I and think then, he'll be happy to stay in Edmonton yeah. if Edmonton have a team next year
3: and uh, Debbie Flores uh, maybe people haven't heard of him in a while obviously
0: yeah yeah poor
1: Debbie
3: I only gave him one one sentence thing you added yes. a sentence to that. I <laughs> did
0: <laughs> yeah is it, will he be out of contract finally I don't know uh, he's <laughs> but,
1: on loan technically right he's he's yeah. somewhere out he, in the he, ocean he is but he's Back and in Honduras. <laughs> yeah. But I think the Whitecaps are keen to keep his contract in case he turns it around and they can sell him. Yeah. Um, Laba, but, the injury mudd- muddies the waters. And, and, and his uh, Rassing tweet
0: also makes yeah. things very, very awkward.
1: I think he would have gone because they had Nosa lined up and then he would have gone, nose would have come in, blah, blah, blah. The no, Allie was it Ali? I, th- I think Noza was the guy that they had in the pipeline the whole time. Okay. But I don't know. I They have to re-sign him. Yeah. Because he's injured, unless some club comes in and takes a gamble on him. You, do you think they would let him go? After flying him in for the playoff game and talking about what, how important he is to the club and the team? I can't see him bringing him back on what he's been on. But they, they can't then lose him for nothing either. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah, you can, but he's not, not going to play for half a year. This is our front office we're talking about. He's not
0: going to play for half a year, so there are so the, for them lose him for nothing or pay him half of whatever it was, yeah. three quarters of a million dollars. So,
1: do you save that money? Right, like I think I think uh, yeah, I guess it depends what they can see they could possibly get as a transfer fee for him. Which, but he's is yeah. he out of con? He's out of, is he out of contract? Or they have I an don't option. That's an option. They have an option, right? Yeah, yeah they do have an option. So.
0: And he thanked the uh, so racing team at the end of the year too. So all they, so all they have to do, Michael, from, if memory serves correct, in the MLS to keep his MLS rights is to make him a qualify something that's deemed a,
1: yeah um, a I fair offer. The, yeah, or something. I forget the exact wording, but basically that. Yeah. So let's move quickly on to the wingers. I think the
3: two that are obvious are Christian Teixeira, who had a great bounce back year, and Alfonso Davies, who is still is only
1: seventeen now.
3: Yeah, and I, so I, I don't, don't see... know.
1: I think that kid's overrated. I'd maybe let him go.
3: No, well, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, they'll, they they could always sell him still in the winter transfer, but he'll be loaned back because he can't be actually move yeah. over there. Um, the guys. Do you that...
1: think Teixeira is a cert though? Because yeah. he does.
3: I think he is as well. But he, he is. is. He does.
1: He's up and down.
3: I think this year he's proven that he has more up than down. I'm
0: yeah. missing where we went through everyone's name and everyone said in and out. I
4: missed it yeah, already. I changed that. We I know. had to change because that because huh. it was just taking too long. Yeah.
3: Um, uh, the, uh, obviously, more Rosales. Um, if Montero's not back, then his agent <laughs> Mauro Rosales won't <will> be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the the three guys that we want to discuss: uh, Bernie Beanie. I had him on the bubble only because you know it depends on uh, international spots and stuff like that Christian is on the bubble is he too old do they want to risk him going to the World Cup and not coming yeah, back ever missing,
1: missing two months possibly with him at the World Cup and pre-camps and all that stuff
3: and do and then the last one I had him out Breck Shea. do they really want to take a chance and have him missing on the pitch like <laughs> he was for most of the year
1: I don't know I mean there's a lot of hat companies in in vancouver that could go out of business without him being here
3: There's a lot of companies in la yeah it's, it's just a half expansion bit. draft
0: it, it, breck, breck shea is like i think we talked about it last week on the show uh th- i think that the, those tweets from is it Eddie robinson or whatever yeah. are fair he is a yep. guy who's blessed with an immense amount of talent but he doesn't seem crazy interested in football Yep. And is just happy to make a living off of football as opposed to excel at it. That might be harsh. Um, but from everything I've heard from a few different yeah. places, that that sounds like a, a fair yeah. summary. I
1: mean, for me, I think she will go. Bola, it could go either way. I think he might have to take a pay cut if he comes back. I don't know if he'll want to do that, but he's getting on in years. Can he command the kind of salary Somewhere else, probably. Well, well, he's one of the players I think we're
0: using GAM or TAM or something. Yeah. Like so his whatever his salaries on the books is not really what yeah. it is. I don't know if
1: that's I don't know if that's true. No, but that's I think my, it is. Yeah. Bernie Abini for me. I think should go. He just hasn't cut the mustard, and a guy like that is surely not going to be happy just sitting on the bench, playing second fiddle, getting a few minutes here and there. If he still harbors hopes of playing for Australia. He he needs to go somewhere and play. The Whitecaps need a hold-up striker, desperately,
0: especially if you're going to play the kind of – if they're going to keep playing – if they're going to play a similar style in 2018. Well, they'll play 4-2-3-1. I can't see them – No, but tactically, tactically, if you're going to play – if you tactically you're going to play this uh, counterattack, you need kind of a – it would be nice to have the option of having a true hold-up man. I think they were hoping Kyle Gregg might have been that. He wasn't. I think they were hoping Bernie Yabini could maybe do that. They use Breck Shea for some reason to do that a bunch. They they need that, and so if they don't think Bernie's can be that, and is maybe not their number two two or three option on the wing, then yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you went. But they brought him a long way. Did, and did we get him? We got him, did. They get him for free. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was no. We got everyone for free. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, so that brings us on to the strikers. And so. we've
3: already talked about Freddie Montero. Yeah. So, we, so we, 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 me and you think he's in. Yep. Zach's on the You bubble. think he's in. I, 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 I want him to be okay, in. This is, I want I him to be in, but I don't think he will be. All, wh- whatever I did was I th- what I think is going to happen and a combination of what I think should happen. So, mine, whenever I b- b- do these things, I, I do a combination of both. So, it's not a definitive yes or no they're in, or depending on the club and depending on what
0: I want. He is not here unless it's on a loan. Yeah. I agree with or, that. I would or, extend it or, or buy the, it. or the Chinese club buys him out. Yeah. And I, I, no I, I can't see that happening.
1: Well, yeah. We, we got a, a tweet from, from Greg Petrie at Erdem World who said, he could see the Chinese club letting Montero go on a free, but only if a club is prepared to pick up his $5 million salary. That's and possible. We, we won't do that.
3: No. 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 Um, okay. So, cause, um, but uh, if he wants to be here, then he could always re- renegotiate that as well.
0: But here's, but if you, if you if you're him, if you're the player... There's no way you're going to give up the money that is guaranteed you by a contract, yeah, you've already got a small window you yeah, you're yeah. End so money. you have oh, for sure you have one or two years on a contract at really crazy good money, yeah, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll walk
1: away from that, no, for- no,
3: I agree with yeah. you there, so uh the other two forwards that I have listed, Kyle Gregg, I think he'll be home in Cincinnati. WKRP.
1: I don't even think he'll stay since <laughs> oh, <really>? he's, okay. <laughs> he's not done that well there. I think he'll be bouncing about USL somewhere. And the last one
3: is Eric Hurtado. I think he stays, and I, I think he does as well. And, and I want fine. him to stay as well. Yep. I think he's a great two A two B striker. Um, he, he'll he'll be if they bring another striker in, it may be something to counterbalance what Eric Hurtado offers. That would be a
1: great combination. Yeah, to be someone that can one. shoot and target.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> you yeah, have somebody who works hard. Somebody shoots on target. Yeah. That's a good combination.
1: I, I, I'm joking about Eric. I, I want to keep him here. He, he's turned me around with his attitude and just everything about it.
3: I remember <laughs> the first beginning of the season, how much you harassed him over that own That's goal. not harass Over the own goal at the near post when you said that was a great <laughs> goal by Eric Hurtado might be the only one he scores all year. Uh, yeah. That was close. He's... That was in the preseason <laughs> game. I think
0: Eric Hurtado of those three, he's the one for sure to be back and he'll yeah. be joined by two to four new options.
3: I don't know what two to four. Two Mm. to four. You want to bring five strikers in? could do. They barely have two sometimes this year. Well, you know how attacking we play.
1: (laughs) Just before we wrap this section up, I just want to have a a quick chat about some USL guys. My understanding is Meyer Bevan and Declan Wynn have both been offered MLS deals. On the second one. That would be an interesting one for Wynn. Because, I'm surprised about that one. Well, it's because they're internationals. They've both just been called up to play for New Zealand against Peru. So to the Whitecaps, they're thinking value as well. It's like you've got these guys. You don't want to let them go for nothing. No, yeah.
3: I, I don't. I don't see Declan win at all. I, that, that, why are you wasting an international spot on that? Meyer Bevan, I that made understand. me
1: wonder then if if Marcel would come back yeah. or if they want to maybe see if Declan can play right back. They're going
3: to have to acquire a lot of international spots then if they're going to do that something like that. Mm yeah well, it
1: depends what internationals they let go i guess as well um other usl guys i i fully expect david norman jr to to get offered the contract and get loaned that out ben mckendry has yeah so ben will move on and to me it's a no-brainer to to offer it to david norman wfc2 player of the year this year he was our player of the year as well it, to, It would be incredible for me if they don't offer him a deal. He's living his dream. Yeah, and he wants to play for the Whitecaps, which is great as well. Now, the article which we wrote as well mentioned uh, that the Whitecaps hope to have maybe even up to 12 players, or at least 12 players, on the Fresno team. Some will be MLS, some will be guys from the USL team that they'll offer contracts to. And a lot of them, at least half a dozen, was expected to be Canadians. But they've already lost Patrick Metcalf. He's going to play for UBC Thunderbirds. Caden Chung has asked for his release and is hoping to go and play in Germany. Way to go.
3: No, that's understandable if he wants to. Happy for Caden.
1: I believe Tommy Gardner has turned down a chance to go to Fresno as well and is maybe looking to go down the college route. And there's a big question mark as to whether the Baldissimo brothers are, are going to take that deal and go to Fresno. I think They will. But the last I heard was nothing had been signed. Mm. So that that is a big chunk of the guys that you thought would maybe go down to Fresno that aren't. How does it? Uh, Remind me. How do
0: they have the? Do the white? Do the Whitecaps keep their MLS rights
1: if they have them? Like the Whitecaps can only have rights to, and this is right now. Yeah. to two, maybe three, but I think it's two, two or three players on the USL team. That's the only players that are allowed to have rights to. Beyond the guys who are on MLS deals. Yes. I was really surprised when I was told that. And, and that came from the club, so that's like... Bang so so they're
0: sending 12, let's say... Some of them will be MLS Let, let's say, deals. Let's so say, it could say, be like a boosty yeah. guy. If so, boosty let's say, still so let's, here say, here let's say they send 12. Super draft picks. Let's say 12 and yep. four are on MLS deals. Eight guys go to Fresno.
1: Yep. Do really well.
0: Two or three of them are only... They have the MLS rights yep. for. But who has the contract?
1: That's what I want to know. They're signing Whitecaps USL deals. Even though Whitecaps have no USL team. Yes. That, that's like asinine, I know. Man. It's baffling. So that's that's the latest on that that I believe anyway and what I've been told. And we'll be back with more
4: after this. Hey, it's Marco Bustos. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. When it happens, you'll feel like
1: an islander. You'll see ships There'll be reminders that you're on an island And I'm on an island
4: The chances are
1: that was Scottish band Wild there with I don't have the map which I thought was very fitting considering the the Timbers Army tifo this evening which they were going on about how their club were map makers and they clearly didn't have the map because no, they they lost to Houston or San Jose earthquakes
3: yeah. it, it was it was a quadruple header for me cuz I watched the Vancouver Seattle game Oh. Watch TFC New York.
1: Oh, well, at least you got yeah, it got better. Yeah, it got better as the
3: day went on. And then uh, Columbus, and then, and then obviously Houston beating uh, Portland, which I
1: predicted. Yeah, so we'll have a well, quick chat about these other semifinals. It was Houston,
0: H- the team, but also their pitch at home helped them have an advantage.
1: Yes, yeah. If you can't play on a pitch, grass pitch, what's wrong with you? You're not a good score, <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> right, let's look at TFC. They nearly imploded today with indiscipline.
3: And Well, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> oh oh well, yes. The like, Toronto media has all the New York people like as thugs oh, like uh, outdoors. Jumped. Go, yeah, you watch was- the video? Yeah. No. You, you didn't watch you've the video? not the, the video, no. <laughs> oh in, in the tunnel. It in the tunnel. the tunnel. You haven't seen that No. Video? Oh, you've no. got to watch the video.
1: L- so, like, from you watching it then, does it look like no, he because was jumped? It's to not it? the whole thing. It's that's oh. not the beginning. It's but after it kicked off. Well, oh, what, conveniently. What, what the
3: description is by, and, and Greg uh, Vanny describes it quite well, uh, <laughs> the, the New York players weren't supposed to be part in at, in that part of the tunnel for TFC. That Their dressing room was, like, before you hit that part. So New York the players shouldn't have been there and near uh, Grigoriani has some choice words to them <laughs> you can hear it all yeah. in that audio. Um, so uh, he, it seems like they probably maybe approached them but uh, Sasha Clushton said that he was smacked up against the wall by
0: Jose Boy, Jose And tweeted up tweeted yeah. out and de- saying the, de- that de- you're the one it. you're the one who came, up from, came up from behind against me.
3: So just piecing everything together and you know I don't play detective on TV or radio. But, but I, you do in real life. In my, no, in my mind. Um, it seems <laughs> he, like... Yeah, he drives around following people. It's, it, seems like, it seems like New York players maybe approached him or maybe Sasha did, uh, Josie Altador in that part of the tunnel. But it was Josie who hit a question against the wall. Uh, so he made the first contact, but he was... Like,
1: and then did he fall down, clutching his face? Oh, that
3: was a horrible dive, that one too. <laughs> no, I yeah, that's just what I'm thinking happened. Maybe uh, based on what everybody said.
1: And then they, but then okay,
0: so I didn't get to watch the game. Yeah, I just got a message with this video from the Walking Red or whatever. Yeah, website. yeah somebody put it in. Yeah. So they both got sent off for the altercation for the, that
4: altercation in the tunnel. Yes, which is unreal. Straight
3: Reds. Yeah, for both of them.
0: It's like it's like
3: it, the cops were involved. The police were trying oh, yeah. to break it up. Uh, yeah, uh, there was a scrawny little kid who was like, "This is our home," uh, yeah, or something like that. Some it, VIP <laughs> kid yeah, in the tunnel, yeah, because they had they had their VIPs in the tunnel as yeah. the pl- players were going back. So it was, it I was, mean,
1: uh, New York didn't shouldn't have been there. I mean, who's to blame for that? I mean, it's Toronto Argos Stadium, so I mean, neither club's going to know their way about in there.
3: <laughs> but then uh, later on, Giovinco imploded, uh, exploded, or whatever you want to well, say with that, uh, with his yellow. That no, he but
0: got. but his yellow in the first leg. Yeah, that was. was that was idiotic. Pathetic. Yeah, that was idiotic. Idiotic.
3: Because they're up what uh, th- no, 2-1? No, what was it? It didn't matter. Yeah, it, it didn't was, matter. It was idiotic. Yeah. And then and then you get the second yellow so he's missing from the next leg. Outdoor yeah, so, and Yeah, on and Javinko's
1: Jovinko. and missing. But, and I think Vasquez could be missing as well. So they I might have all so three of their their DPs. But they're like, they're
0: going to appeal Jose or they supposedly right? yeah. I'm sure
1: they will. But well, what, what I was told that uh well, not what
3: I was told, but wh- <laughs> what it was written in the article was um if they have any appeals left because you're apparently you're only allowed a, a certain number of appeals well, a yeah, year. It's two, two in a year
1: but i think you and, might get one and if you
3: lose in you get if you lose the appeal you get charged money yes you do i didn't know that, that yeah. was.
4: it's
0: she, Toronto. they don't yeah. care but the other thing is they're also anxious that he's it's going to be more than a one match ban yeah. yes
1: i i would just ban them for life and then just kick them out Vasquez, to the like you said they have to put another canadian team in so then we get back in yeah. Vas- it's, it's like CFL a crossover we're going to be in the Eastern Conference okay.
3: Vasquez uh, that one was uh, that one was the, I, I thought he bumped him yeah. it looked like for me yeah, he bumped just, him
1: just manhandle the referee why yeah. not it's fine
3: and I don't get Like, people said, oh, the referee should be suspended. Well, no matter how much of the referee badly it is, like, there's been times when I'm sure every every player wants to beat up a referee, but you can't do it on the pitch. The you ref- can't
0: bump into him. The referee should be suspended. I, I
3: got that in a response when I s- sent up my tweet. This I,
1: I tweeted out that if New York had won that, Pencil should have been given the keys to the city. Yeah. Uh, off Vancouver, like, Gregor Robertson should have got in touch with him. Laura Armstrong, a Toronto journalist, had tweeted out. Accounts from TFC Live Camp say Altidore was basically jumped by New York Red Bulls in Tunnel. Oh, uh, Fanny says team will be reviewing video, which Brenton Walters retweeted with the brilliant... Accounts from my dog say the loaf of bread basically <laughs> fell off the counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but the
3: thing is, you're saying she said that. Yes. There's other people in the Toronto media who basically reiterated that. So that oh, yeah, because it's that message.
1: Martin Ago has been going on about the TFC uh, media. St- St- uh, Steve pocket.
3: Simmons, who doesn't really cover soccer that much, he's mostly a hockey guy, he wrote that exactly that, that alter got jumped. He wrote that exact line that he got. So TFC is spreading that and oh. pumping that. Uh, uh, that line through all the media so they get that word out.
0: It's interesting the lengths that people are going to save the crew.
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on to the crew then. Yeah.
3: That was a nail-biter.
1: Yeah, I thought they were going to blow it. Yeah. When they gave up those two goals and there was still over half an hour to go, you you just felt that Man City reserves were going to do something. But then they brought Perlow on. To, to help the crew, I think they were saving the crew by bringing <laughs> Perlow on. Taylor Twelve. He, he got a swang song. Yeah. His passing was off. That was bizarre to b- just bring him on. Did he look disinterested? He looked like Mark Weber. I always think he, he looks a little bit like Mark Weber. Really?
0: Mm. Have you told Mark that? I don't know. Oh, you should.
1: I saw Mark speaking, the other night at the UBC. Game.
0: Speaking of Mark Weber, that was the best thing about that day in Portland, the uh, October 22nd loss. The game was over. We, we did the talk to Maddox and all that. Yeah. Went up to the car and we're like, we got to go eat somewhere. So we just called up Weber. We're like, Weber,
4: he's like, <laughs> you guys, you
0: guys must be driving. You must be so upset driving up the I-5. Weaver, were, we're still in Portland. We need to eat. Where should we go? And we had some amazing Vietnamese food at a place you recommended. It was awesome. Wow. The Weebs. He's great. So,
1: again, uh, so Columbus to are new. Yeah. Um, uh, Kakuta Mani into a final. Woo! Go yeah. Kakuta. It's not a f- it's final. A, it's, <laughs> it's a semi final. Conference final. I, <laughs> I, I, I think you'll find it is called a final. It is the Eastern oh, Conference oh, sorry. final. Actually, you do get a trophy for it. I'm sorry, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. It is a final. It's, a, it's
0: yeah, the most useless final.
3: So, but uh, like we said, we thought they were gonna. Uh, um, yeah, I thought NYC it. And that, would do it. Like you were talking about the Giovenco yellow card earlier. That third um, a goal that New York gave up in the last game, the first leg, oh, that was, that was and killer. that was a garbage yeah. goal too, as well. Yeah, and that would have changed everything as well. So it's amazing how those little things at the end of a first leg change everything.
0: Hey,
1: I wonder how last year they got beaten bad by Toronto, right? Yeah, th- that is my only sad thing about NYC losing. It yeah. does look like it makes it easier for TFC. Ah, but easier. No.
3: Columbus is going to... Columbus, Columbus is on fire, man. Yeah. And Columbus, Like Kyle Gregg. And Cl- Columbus is, obviously, like I said, we said Altidore might not be there, Giovinco, Vasquez might not be there. That's three major attackers but, there.
0: But I'm wondering for Vieira, from the perspective of Man City Light and Man City, and the, the consortium, you know, is... What they view this as, okay, is it like he got Mm. smashed last year. Yeah. This year he lost, but he did a little bit better or whatever. I I could see him going. Yeah. Yeah. Has he done well enough to move on? Definitely not. You don't think so? I think it'll
1: be out in his ear. You're joking, right? No, seriously. What if he goes to Austria? no. I think Vieira will get sacked as NYC head coach. You're having a laugh. No.
0: Dude, Vieira's there. Because the city group wants him to develop as a coach and do it in a place where he can't get relegated. He can't cost them crazy money. There's no way they're sacking him. No, they're not sacking him. They're lining him him up for the future. He's staying.
1: But he's terrible. Anyway, let's move on to happier things. Portland got beat. Now, when they took the lead, because I I started to watch the game. It was nil-nil when I left. I headed up to SFU. God, it was cold up there. So then I got back. And I thought I'll I'll just fast forward through the Portland game. Portland took the lead. I was like, ah, oh, that's it over now. Fast forwarded through it. I was like, oh, Houston's equalized. Yeah, bit of a surprise. And then when they took the lead, cock a hoop. Yeah, that was a very poor goal. Yes, Antonella. poor goalkeeping.
3: That's why Marinovich is the
0: number one. That was. It was. That was bad. Oh wait,
3: I'm yeah, you said Glisten used to be <laughs> playing
0: there. No, it, that was a bad goal. A bad, bad goal. Honestly, I... Uh, I thought it was I, a good goal. At 1-1... I Slightly biased. At I, 1-1, I uh, I, I know, Steve, at uh, 1-1, I, I felt like I, I, Portland was going to score. They seemed very... It just attacked. felt like, yeah, it, just they, felt like yeah,
3: it. Yeah, they were They were going after it. But Houston had their moments, too, where they were not... Uh, they weren't like sitting back and anything. They were going for it, too. And that's obviously they got that goal from.
1: Is there a happier sight, though, <laughs> than a sad
0: Caleb Porter? Caleb... I had, I had a good conversation with Caleb in the
1: couple oh, conversations. Oh, yeah, I forgot I sent you in to yeah, speak to him. Yeah, I didn't want to see a happy Caleb Porter, so that's why no, I sent
0: you in there. Well, no, but it wasn't more than just a happy. It was a little bit behind the curtain Caleb Porter, you know, beyond, you know. I mean, I didn't shake his hand, so he was kind of upset. No, I'm joking. I, I think I did shake his hand. <laughs> but but I, I didn't actually. Next time I, if I ever get to see him in that kind of context again, I'm going to ask him about the handshake. Unless he'll get angry. Unless someone tells me don't do that.
1: but um, He'll get sacked as well. No, I don't. I don't, okay, I don't, no, I don't think he's going to get sacked. Um,
0: but no, I, I, it really felt. I it really felt like I really felt that one. They were going to come back, and two, as much as as fellow Cascadians, you don't want the other Cascadian <laughs> clubs to do well. You got to look at all of their injuries and all the all the way that their squad was in, affected this year,
1: and like. They, yeah. They had they it bad at the done worst done really time of year. Well, yeah. considering all those interests. And then Mattox went down as well with that and Elbow today as well. You
0: you uh, this is radio, so you can't see this, but Steve uh, appears to be playing the world's smallest mm-hmm. violin with yes. his his index finger and in his thumb. It plays a nice tune. It does. <laughs> yeah. No, but no,
1: but seri- seriously. Yeah. They, no, no, I do. They were without so no, many players. They, they did, yeah, well, they did well. No Addy, no Chara. No, but no, now it, it just makes me more disappointed that Vancouver screwed it up because we could have had Houston. No, totally. but remember,
3: remember the game against Portland earlier in the year at home when
0: they yeah, were, we barely had any well. backups and they just. But, it, just but this is e- this is even worse. No, oh, no is, Chara. Yeah. And uh, what's Addy. the center back's name? Mabiala. Uh, Let's just say the center back. The the, the the their number two center back next to Ridgewell. He he went he went out in uh, the the last game, or was it against Vancouver. Even he went out, so Olam had to play, and Olam is shocking. Like, I can't believe he played so well at the beginning of this yeah. year. He
1: anyway, had so many so many injuries. It now sets up Houston against Seattle, so we are all orange. Yeah, and orange Columbus crush. against Toronto, we are all yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. orange I, and yellow. That would no, be a nice I, mm, uh, to me.
0: It's just it's just yellow. It's got it's got to be yellow. Oh yeah, I want yellow. But you think to, of the,
3: the 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 what set up the Final Four, that's a good group of lifesavers right there. <laughs> green, red, well, yellow, and orange. Those four but those
1: folks green. No. They've made all the headlines in the last week, which brings us on nicely to BC Soccer Web Headline. BC Soccer Web Headlines <laughs> is brought to you by bcsoccerweb.com, Your one stop site. For news, links, and a lot more locally, nationally, and internationally. Check them out on bcsoccerweb.com.
0: You also can't see this, but there was some good dancing Amongst with that, with that theme song. Yeah. This
1: is a dancy tune. Yeah.
3: So, okay, so we'll yeah, What you got for us this week? Okay, Steve. so we're running late, so I'm going to skip some of them, but uh, okay, just two minutes. Qu- quick hits on some of these. <laughs> uh, congratulations, John Herdman, on uh, coming up to that November 9th game against USA. He was named Coach of the Year Award, uh, Jack Donahue. This is not a soccer award, this is all like coaches, and so it's a pr- pretty uh, big uh, award. Patrice Evra. <laughs> pulls the air. Canton- I have. I haven't
0: seen this, but I heard about this. they yeah.
3: just pictures. I haven't seen video of it myself. Maybe there is video somewhere, but um, he basically just took a, one of his own uh, fans, uh, supporters behind there. He must have said something to him, He's, Louis, Louis Suarez like. So
1: uh, obviously he took him out. Or
0: or not? No, what's his name? Matarazzi mm. against Z-9 in the World Cup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know what's been said, but maybe that don't.
0: was about Zidane's sister, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah.
3: Kyle Beckerman cuts off his uh, dreadlocks.
1: He looks excellent with it. Good looking. I guy. heard about that.
0: I haven't seen that picture, but I heard about that. Too. Yeah, I
1: thought I did. I would not. See, if you showed me his face, I would not have recognized who it was. He looks really good.
3: Now, uh, this one is uh, this is one going back to uh, we're talking about Montero, about Chinese teams having a lot of money. Chinese players receive $4 million each after promotion. And this is uh, not even to the top league. This is was like from, I think, it was, if I remember correctly, it was third to second level. So it was even the
1: promotion to... Canadian dollars, American dollars? What is I this? have
3: a feeling it was American dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of money.
1: That is 3.9999999 million more than these five players got when they got <laughs> promoted. <laughs> uh, this one, you guys might
3: enjoy. Fans of the world's worst team celebrate loss in Brazil. They almost got promotion... Uh, but the fans were completely against it and there was a whole, it's a really f- fun article to read. Um, couple of by the White Caps next. TV TV viewership for MLS playoffs on ESPN networks up 80%. Now it's not a huge thing because the numbers don't it doesn't like bounce off or the thing yeah. But and when they're
0: so bad going up eighty percent, yeah, it
1: wasn't. They've gone up from ten to
3: eighty. This could have been just a a bump up from the Atlanta Minnesota um, expansion because those people maybe were watching it or something. Sadly,
1: they've lost them all again after watching
3: the the, the Seattle Vancouver matches
0: or the the, those two goalless draws Uh, first legs. Tata
3: Martino reportedly turns down USN uh men's yes. soccer job. Now this was from a soccer blog, but he they got their information from uh, an Argentine uh uh reporter. So he's turned it down. Who's says, turned it down next again? Uh the Atlanta coach, Tata Martino Oh t-
0: sorry, I thought you said Kyle Martino, the no, commentator. No, said no, like, no. well, what Yeah okay I saw that.
3: No I don't think he would turn it down.
0: <laughs> I don't think he'd be offered it and I don't think no. he'd be turning it turn it down yeah.
3: Um World's first cards for coaches to be trialed in A-League and W-League. Now, basically, this is uh, they're going to be treating coaches there. It's a trial, uh, like players, where they get a yellow or a red card, depending on what their infraction are. I'm assuming there's going to be no dirty tackles there by the coaches, but maybe it's more verbal stuff.
1: If they bring it into MLS, they can call it the rubble rule. Yeah.
3: It'll but, be accumulation, too. So if you get a certain number of yellow cards over the year,
1: you'll be suspended. Okay, but correct
0: game. me if I'm wrong, Michael. Coaches can still be sent off. They can still be... Yeah,
1: they can, but you don't, you don't get... They do get warnings, but you don't see them. It, getting a so this like, the know, yeah. This will make it more visible. Yeah.
3: The vans will know what's going on.
0: They'll be like, oh, what's Drobo said now? Yeah. You know, I, I think that should come to MLS because they, they really need to focus on some other things as opposed to quality officiating.
1: Yeah. And I, I, you can manhandle the ref, so surely they can take a little <laughs> bit of shout. Um,.
3: The Grant Wall from SI had an article about the um the title of the article. Everybody wins. Simple steps for fixing the faulty MLS playoff format. Yes, this was like a, they did a group stage. He wanted to do it, um, and then eventually uh, the top two teams play in the final or something. Or there was no a, no no, a con- no it Would be conference final still the top two teams. Yeah, so it's, it, it's not good. No, it's it, I I prefer single elimination. If you're going so, so
0: so the top there's four teams for each conference. The top one gets three home games. Yeah. The second one gets 2, the third gets 1, the last gets none. None, yeah. And then at the end of that, the top 2 in the group play off again. Again,
3: yeah. yeah. No, is it not sense. good. If you're going to do that, games. if you're going to do that, you just have the top 2 teams go through.
1: They, they but, can't uh, fit in the few games they've got yeah. just now. No. When you when you see the TSN ad saying MLS playoffs and it's like something from from March to December, it feels like <laughs> there's a reason why the World Cup, which used to have multiple group stages, yeah. got
0: rid of that. Yeah,
3: no, I I like the single elimination. Um, or you get away, get, a, get get rid of the away rule. Goal away. That's wheel.
1: something we, we should have a good debate about that actually. And some of the our off season pods now that we've got coming up, yeah. we we'll, we'll, we'll have time to talk. Yeah, <laughs> chat, chat about stuff like that. NASL and USSF stuff
3: coming up. Um, yeah, uh, the the the, the re, they're hearing their arguments. They were supposed to rule on it on Friday. I didn't they see, have. Okay, they what was the ruling
1: it. then? The ruling is not in favor of yeah. NASL. Okay. They are not giving them the injunction. Yeah, the NASL are exploring all their legal possibilities, but they're. They're basically running out of those. Yeah. (laughs) And one article that came out uh, (laughs) from, I think it was
3: uh, soccer and sweet tea or something like that. Uh, It was a site. Goodbye. They came up with an article, um, the Cosmos and the NASL on receiving a a WWE style heel turn. Uh, Basically it was the (laughs) North Carolina owner who was the chairman for a while when they, I think they fired or they got rid of their, their own, the, the league commissioner and he was basically put in charge of the league, but he now is going to be in the USL. And it came out in the, artic- uh, the reports that the US, uh, USSF knew a long time ago that he was going to go to the USL. And it kind of seems like that he may have um, undercut the, the league. Mm-hmm. So,
1: okay, keep going. Keep, I want to see if, if one headline I don't know if you're going to include. And it. Just... Talking of NASL, congratulations. San Francisco Deltas are hosting the New York Cosmos in the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Their their last game ever. Yeah. It's like they're basically selling everything off and they could win the whole championship. Yeah. I'm pleased for them because I, I like my San Francisco and Bay Area clubs. And you like Mark DeSantis. Yeah. I do actually Now He was a great interview and I, I caught up with him.
0: I, I don't mind him, but I have some friends who still can't get over the, 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 the history.
1: Yeah, Future and white caps boss.
3: Another thing they obviously never it, it's too late for obviously for the hearing itself but as uh, NACL waits ruling on its fate, um hearing lifts lid on the league US soccer and some details. Right. And that was interesting. To, did did, did
0: you see the I, I don't know if it was in the the list cuz and you you send us lots of awesome lists. Yeah. But what happened is going on with uh, San Antonio and Austin. Oh, that's uh, that's coming up. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay, sorry. okay.
3: So um, this is the MLS Columbus stuff, obviously. Okay. Um, w- the really quick one: Ford family joins Detroit MLS bid, offers Ford Field as a venue. That's pretty big news. Ford family is a they're one of the richest. Obviously, they own the Ford company, everything. And the Detroit lines, yeah, the except NFL. they
1: ripped off the current supporters group in Detroit as well by well. using their their photographs and imagery, even like selling their scarves, they had a little image that they were doing that merchandise-wise without asking them. Yeah. Because well, they were no part of it. That's
3: not, I can't believe an ownership did that.
1: It's the culture wars
3: of,
0: of North American football.
1: Um,
3: okay, so the, the San Antonio stuff that Zach was talking about, I'll read a couple of headlines here. Uh, well, I'll read one. Um, San Antonio sends MLS gating letter, league denies it, misled expansion bid. So basically, the, San Antonio was told that to go ahead with looking at purchasing a field um, in conjunction with getting an MLS expansion team and they, and they were told that Austin would not be a part of this expansion. If you guys were getting, so there'd be no com- like direct competition. You don't want too too many teams in a small area, but obviously with the Columbus thing happening now, that's changed and uh, your thoughts on that Zach and what you well, read there
0: well no the, the the letter says basically we're we're sending this information to the district like the district attorney or whatever yeah, yeah. To, uh, to, to investigate, investigate. because yeah. they're basically saying look it's fraud we you told this guy in 2013 that he can move this team to Austin you told us in 2015 or whatever that Austin isn't in this running blah 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 uh, we feel this is a conflict of interest, and yeah, basically, we're having someone investigate to, to look at the legality of all this, this all. it makes m l s look like shady business people yeah
1: well i mean the whole the whole thing with this the more this stuff that comes out about pre court and everything that' he's allegedly done, it does make it look really shady, really sketchy, and yeah. it's it's a warning for all fans basically and very disappointing.
3: Yeah, and the and the thing is okay, then we got some articles about the Columbus, uh the city council passed a resolution after Save the Crew please, so they've kind of gotten behind the supporters. Um there's a really nice article about how the save the two save the crew grew from a hashtag and Twitter DM to national nationwide movement and in, in different leagues. I didn't even know it was in different leagues. I thought it was just in the one, but it is spreading over and then the the most interesting one was MLS 2 to Austin event regarding Columbus Crew. Now, the most interesting mm-hmm. thing about this is the way they were presenting it to the Austin fans and the way the Austin supporters were questioning. And they, they put these questions in the article about the, the Columbus owners' loyalty because you're just – Austin's used to this, getting ripped off by owners. Yeah, if you and do so, it
1: once and it doesn't work so, out, you're going to do it again. I'm
3: supp- like, I think they're going to get some blowback from uh, Austin. Yeah. Obviously, they'll accept the team once they come over there. Nobody's going to poo-poo. Like a, they're they're going to still support it, but they're still questioning what's, what means that you're going to not take it away from us later on. So
0: we know people on the ground in Austin, we've asked them about this, and some of the diehard supporters there won't support this because they've gone through it. They know what it is to lose a Cub. Yeah. Phil Rollins screwed them. He started a team there with a goal to get MLS. When he found out MLS wasn't going to bring it to Austin at that time, he literally overnight took moved the team to Orlando. People Huff. showed up the next day. The doors – Moving The vans. doors – yeah. uh, Locks were changed. The, the yeah. thing was all gone. So these people know what it is to go through losing, losing a club. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is part of the conversation of is a club just a business or is it a part of community or whatever? We won't go into all of that. But some of those people know that, and so – I think some of them truly won't support, uh, won't support this. Well, obviously, maybe the majority of people will. That's but.
1: that's the thing because the majority. will. it's going to be the the minority and a vocal minority that that won't. But you can read all those stories and a lot more on bcsoccerweb.com. dot com. So check them out. Make it part of your daily cycle. You'll get local, national, and international news and links. So we're nearly finished this week's episode of the show. Just before we go, though, we we've got a wavelength for you. I mentioned last week on Wavelength that I had a song I'd been saving, wanting to use it. It was about a nil-nil draw. So I had another song, which was about an end of the season. I was hoping I was going to be not playing that till December. But unfortunately, now it's getting played a little bit earlier. Wait, this is not one of your hooligan songs? No. Okay. That's what all December will be as we, we smash everything up. You're condoning hooliganism. Always. Condem- Th- this song is from 1997 by Chumba Wumba. From their album Tub Thumper, and this is Football Song. Chumba Wumba there with football song uh, A nice sad way to end the season We're not going anywhere though We've got a show every Sunday for you So Wait, I don't worry about that Every day, you said every day in the off season we can do this If you want, All I'm right. up for that right. But we've, we've got a lot of things planned We'll have our, our year end review We'll have our fifth annual State of the Whitecaps chat with Carl Robinson coming up in December We're also going to be doing a live show on Christmas Eve We're going to welcome Santa into Vancouver. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Stop calling me Santa, man. (laughs) Well, you need to put on a little bit more weight. But you are getting there, so it's okay. (laughs) But just before we go, I just want to mention a couple of things. Huge congratulations to UBC Thunderbirds winning their 17th Canada West title. Yes. Good job. What a fantastic game. A
3: comeback game. A comeback win, too.
1: 2-0 down after 59 minutes to, to... I guess, your crowd, Trinity Western and, and Langley.
3: Now, how long did they wait before they tried to try to come back from that two-nil deficit?
4: <laughs> did they
1: wait until the last five minutes? or Ten minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, they actually, right away, they went three at the back, three up front, played a 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah. Uh, it was unusual to watch an attacking game of football. But then they tied it up at 2-all. Whitecaps, Residence Alumni, Victory Shambushel, got the first goal that, that got them back into it. Um, and a great 3-2 win. They're off to the Nationals in Kamloops next week. Big well done as well to SFU clan who won another GNAC title. They're off to the Nationals NCAA Division II playoffs. So great college soccer. And if people are wondering where all these players for the Canadian Premier League are going to come from, you don't have to look much further than some of the guys in Canada West and NCAA as well. But just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on... you can find me on Twitter
3: at White Caps to Beat. <laughs> Sorry, it's late.
0: I'm uh, also on Twitter at ZacharyAM, and I'm part of the Movement Curva Collective.
1: Anyway, I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Give us a follow on Instagram. I know do anything with it, but give us a follow anyway, AFTN Soccer. We'll be back next week, hopefully with some stuff from the Whitecaps end of season availability. And until then, thanks for listening. Take care. And more on some teams that are playing playoff go, soccer. Go out and watch the oh, Canadian women's.
0: No, go out and watch the Canadian women play on Thursday. Go Dynamo, go Crew. Good Alleluia Le Rouge. Yeah.
1: Bye, everyone. Going to your first match is an experience you'll never forget.